how we how are we beginning this? Are we is Tom gonna introduce the podcast and then we say hello and we go into said discussion? What we're gonna do is I'm gonna say welcome to the Merchant Princeling podcast, first of its name, Long May She Rain. Of course. And <laughs> and then I'm gonna introduce <laughs> um the our beautiful co hosts Will Henry. So Will can say hello. Yeah. No, he's doing it now. Okay. So we'll say hello. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Hey, oh, everybody. so good, man. And then I'll introduce my secondary beautiful co-host, Giles King. Hello there. And then we'll just leave that all in because that will look really awkward. And we'll just YOLO it out from here, yeah? Of course. Send it. Fantastic. Perfect. So anyone who's listening to this is probably aware that this is us three's attempt at one of the hundreds of thousands of heresy podcasts that is out into the malefic ocean of content that is out there at the moment. It's true. And try and, yeah, try and forge out a, a unique path, which in the inception of this idea was me and Giles reviewing and discussing and basically just chatting about events that we'd been to because we were going to 10 to 12 a year almost pre-noxious apocalypse even more for will and and will was will is not an unseasoned event goer um so his experience and far far vaster distances traveled um we thought would be of use so us three can get together discuss the run-up to an event, the event itself, and the fallout of that event, how it, you know, what sort of taste it left in our mouths, how we feel about heresy afterwards, and, you know, what new boyfriends did we make along the way? What new <laughs> army lists did we have to um, scrap because they were just so insane? Yeah. Um, or how much have slack have we got to pick up in the hobby and in list making? Does that sound like a fair assessment, gents? I Sounds like a so, fair fantastic assessment <laughs> i think as well yeah to, to say as well is i think all of us maybe six months ago give or take i don't know at some point in the last year we're all pretty burnt out on the whole heresy fully yeah the hobby the lack of events everything yeah. Yeah. associated really really stunted I well i was say. i was looking all through of, my whatsapp conversation with pete dunn earlier on to try and find the link he sent me for the episode of geek shield that I did with him. Yeah. And I couldn't find it, but what I did find was us two just slagging heresy off for about yeah. three days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where we just said, it's fully boring. It's this, that, and the other. We've seen everything. We've done everything. There's nothing new and exciting. And that we is the attitude. Back. Exactly. That's the attitude of someone who isn't going to events, who hasn't got opportunities, opportunities to play games locally and you know at home in lockdown and stuff but as this weekend proved spoiler alert one event changes everything right it's true it's true i also think going back to pete as a topic as well pete's Mm. little like one day uh zm doubles gaming event sure really helped a lot of us as well but killed it for pete some in different ways (laughs) than others but pete sacrificed himself it really highlighted how much I kind of 
to a degree don't care about the event sometimes and it's more just about it's more the social aspect of the whole thing as well, well sometimes sometimes yeah. of events are vehicles for which we get to hang out yeah yeah um because I agree with that. there's very obviously like a bunch of social groups within the uk event scene and the uk event scene genuinely i think is second to none worldwide agreed because there's the Scottish lot, and I don't, you know, I don't know if you guys follow Ive Horace Facebook page, but they seem to be, they seem to be, it seems to be kicking off up there, big style. Yeah, there's Scott boys. Yeah, the man, thing, they? they're slaying it. And then obviously the Northerners have all got it going on. You know, they've got the Melos events and things like that. Yeah. Obviously, Com- Heresy Company Camp Legend. is up north. Yeah. Company yeah. Legends, yeah. I mean, pinnacles and cornerstones of Heresy community for five plus years. You know. Of course. And then you've got us Southern Nancys, you know, in in Mega City One and below who um <laughs> who just drive to each other's houses and play heresy every now and again yeah, you know and just bang as well oh yeah 24 7 yeah. and uh, or only managed to get premier in rooms with disabled access <laughs> <laughs> because we leave it so late to organize things it's the only way to do it if you can't and roll into also, your bed why are you there yeah they're also the best rooms to have just in case something happens right well i f- like when we had the room the other day and I needed a midnight poo. No, you didn't know because there was no you door swipe in the night. I had a midnight poo. I had a midnight, I had a sneaky did, midnight poo. Did you leave poo. the door open or did you just silently slide it over? I didn't, I left it open, mate. Uh, so I could feel it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I could feel the breeze. Comfortable. This is was... calmer after I did that to Harry in a non, non-slidey door room. Uh, I'm saying midnight poo. We didn't go to bed until about two o'clock in the morning. So it's more like a 4am poo, but irrelevant, right? <laughs> so I imagine there was the inevitable uh, lights out. Let's talk for an hour until one, one person passes out. Because no, Ollie, gen- Ollie and I had that as well. Like, genuinely, I think me and Giles literally laid in bed. And both just looked at each other and was like, it is now time for a sleep. <laughs> we played rock, paper, scissors for who had the big bed and who had the small bed, which oh, I lost. That's a good way to decide. Oh. Yeah, we just rock, paper, scissors. We, 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 this is not Giles and I's first rodeo. It's true. Yeah. No. It so, um, yeah, it was very easy. Yeah. This is quite the digression. It is. Anyway, basically, <laughs> we've started a podcast. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. And hopefully we'll try and get some... I think the schedule would be let's do one at least per event we go to Agreed. or event one of us goes to, right? Yeah, I think between us, we're definitely going to start with everything kicking off again. I think between us, mm. we'll, be going, we'll be going to plenty. Oh, for sure. For sure. We've all got out. hobby on the brain and we've all got like, exactly that. lust yeah. of heresy on the brain. So. Yeah, I mean, we could do an entire episode just on the restructure of your iron hands. Yeah, but that's that leads us into the first section, right? So the first section is not at all ripped off of every other podcast that does heresy. It's the what have you been up to in the hobby recently? Let's do post Harry and Callum's event, which was wonderful. What have you done from the end of that event up until the minute this podcast started in terms of hobby, Mister Giles? So. Um, <clears throat> prior to Harry's event, obviously smashing as many militia as I could possibly paint. Uh, <laughs> Truly post... doing the Lord's work as well. Oh yeah, that was quite the slog. Post event, mm. um, well because because of my new job, I finish a lot later, so I have slightly less hobby time. So since the event, I have managed to um, decide that 
I need knights to support these militia because if we have 3,000 points of militia, each game is going to take seven hours. That is a major takeaway of that weekend, isn't it? Is that Mm. militia, human-on-human action is hot. It's a slow process, but but my God, is it spicy. Oh, yeah. Spicy, slow grind. It's like a slow, slow roasted meal. Yeah, it is. But it takes a while. Anyway. Speeding up the cooking process, but... Generally, I think you're completely right. My, yeah. I was sore. I was sore on on Saturday night, and it was only three games as well. And I was mm. like, "Oh, I'm ready to sit down, kick my it, my old man players. body." Yeah. Which, you know, is just not. You know, I'm not the lightest person in the world, and just bending at that casual 10, 15 degree angle over a gaming table for, for eight hours is Oof. a killer. Is a killer. But uh, to, to link it back to, to Toby, mm. um, I have assembled about 25% of an Aperon that oh. is going oh. to, yes, be one of the troops' choice or the troops' choice in uh, the Knight Allied Detachment. That still sounds so fucked, malicious, doesn't it? It's still, this is my Aperon. <clears throat> he is a troops' choice. <laughs> Would he be he scoring because he's a troops' choice? Yeah, no. I, is, is, yeah, he's scoring. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I thought he said yeah, boring. No, he wouldn't be boring. Mental. He is oh, anyway. actually, thinking about that, he might not be if he's not if on the alley if on the allies matrix he's not one of the first two. If he's if he's he, mm, I think he's scoring. To look up. But oh, who gives a that... fuck about the allies chart? Honestly, it's true. Only, Jesus Christ! Like I mean, yeah, yeah, proper yeah. nonsery that is to look at the allies chart. If but, anyone uh, did that to me in game, pulled out the allies chart, I'd literally just go and buy a beer and shake hands. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, G-boy. yeah, literally, I'm it's out. just my way of getting away with cheating, but still. <laughs> but yeah, that is the total of my hobby. Uh, I've cleaned up most of the Acheron. Twenty-five percent of it stuck together. Okay. Um, need to confer- need to finalise the pose I want them in. That's what I was going to ask um, you. How are you going with that pose? So, so far, the the section that I've built is the the torso, which requires zero posing. So uh, <laughs> there has been minimal, uh, no leg action because the legs yeah. are the the key. So you've bit. not you've not done any leg action. You've skipped leg day. Leg day has been skipped. We've it's gone all about straight into straight into chest, chest. and abs. Yeah. Okay, uh, and it's looking swelled as fuck. Ooh, yes. um, but yeah, that is my hobby. And over to Will. So, alongside Harry's event, I had the lovely pleasure of going to Warhammer World with Mister Mew on the <laughs> Sunday, and we played a four K Isfan five esque game. Yeah, and it ties in with on the back of the Harry's event, wanting to plan and do some hobby. Yeah. So, I've been racking my brains all week about how I'm going to build and how I'm going to do the Melosian Vermingrad, a.k.a. the Warrior Whippers. Yes. So I've got a few ideas. I've been looking around, shopping about, trying to find the build that I want visually because I want them to be... They're, they're going to be themed off the Melosian War and in the last Melos event, the whole planet got nuked. Yeah. So they're going to be like an, like an underground archaeology-based sorry arcology based yeah uh, kind of like just rad survivors exactly trench warfare taught it by the iron warriors seasoned pros but i want them yeah. to be like the yes. hellenesque looking because okay. i love yeah. i love that, that aesthetic yeah um, but getting the in resin it's 
it just isn't really a thing. So I'm trying yeah. to find another source, another platform from which from which to work on. Mm-hmm. I originally thought maybe doing the uh, the like elite Imperial Guard. I forget what they call the UK. The Scions. I thought about using mm. the Scions as the base core kit. Too much trim, know. man. Yeah, it's too much about, trim. There's only about ten models, really. Oh well, there's there's eleven. You literally yeah, have yeah. you have ten guardsmen, and then you can make one a um, a cape oh, man, the cloak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. when you know when you know in Saturnine, there's the um, general who is it Nib- Nibiran, who's Nibiran, like yeah. yeah, he's like the solar auxiliary general when he goes off to his to his death, you know, knowing that that's what's going to happen, you know, by the end of the book. Yeah, that's exactly the model I think of. I think of that little beret, be cloaked. Yeah. Yeah, or becoated, whatever his name is, you know, whatever he is. Very little c- driven, right? Hundred percent, just a fat cigar in his mouth, but he's like <laughs> six pro, inches shorter than all, all of his troops. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem with that range is that they look great, but they oh, look okay. so out of place realistically. Yeah, and the amount of work it, it would take to do a hundred of them, all in different <laughs> poses with different <laughs> weapons oh, and different. He's got time for that. It's really, and you, I'm not going to use them now. It's you cost there. effectively have to use the Torox primes as your, um, whatever they're called, Oroxes and stuff Oroxes. like that. Because other, otherwise, what the hell are you doing? You know, exactly. Um, but, but they are not super low track conversions, can't you? You can. That would be yeah, spicy. Yeah. They yeah, do. I think they be look better with. But the problem is, then you're not using the Orox, and the Orox is. Chef's kiss. Yeah, the Orox is the Orox is a nice, and I, again, I learned from this weekend actually they're they're quite underrated. And Definitely. in in my list, I try to keep it all termite, um, which is fine. But I don't yeah. have the heavy firepower. And a couple of Oroxes would have probably a couple of Oroxes to to just sub some cost out. Yeah, and get some yeah. get some more long range firepower. And you know, when I was playing Tonka, I know we'll talk about it later on. But when I played Tonka. You know, my turn one and two, I, I looked at his tanks and thought, this, apart from a demolisher cannon, there's nothing I can do against you. Yeah, That's my own yeah. mistake in my list creation. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, or so, yeah. aside. So I've been wrapping my brains for that, going through Anvil Industries, mm. G-dubs even, looking, looking at some, third, some other third-party sites. I've got... Yeah. ...find again, committing to it. Yeah. But then on the back of, like, Sunday as well, I really want to add some more units to the Iron Hands as well, because I'm a... Okay pretty hard for the iron tenth yeah so I'm, i've been writing i tidied up quarter master as well went through all the lists gave them all proper names tidied up excess points and under points and yada 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 got everything tidy and then did a iron hand list of things i'd like to add so i'd like a right. blade i think i'd like some og whirlwinds not the medusas or the the basilisks some other things as well so been doing that and I've also, that's also been like hypothetical while I've been working and, you know what I mean, cooking and yeah, yeah. like that. But yeah. I've also been been doing some hobby in preparation for another event that's coming up this weekend. Ooh. So, so I've got yeah. video part three hosted by Nathan at the whole that is Dark Sphere Shepherd's Bush, uh, <laughs> which, is, which is actually quite fitting for the event because it is a bit of a... Bit, it is a bit of a, a crazed, drug-addled clusterfuck. That's yeah. where I went and had, like, basically heat stroke. Yeah, yeah. It was it's so hot. hot in there, wasn't it? it? Yeah, and I, I literally Terrible. felt like I was going to pass out. You know, yeah. I felt sick and everything, yeah. And that's not, obviously, I'm not blaming 
Brendan, I think it was, who, who ran that event. But the sector of W12. The sector of W12, yeah. It, but it's, it was just balls to the wall heat in there, yeah, you know. It's tough down there. It's really tough. Yeah, it was, yeah. And, um, yeah, so, I, I, yeah. Well, that would be good. The, the pack, obviously, as we discussed at the weekend, is it looks insane. It looks like yeah. Nathan's been on LSD for six months straight. It's elite. Um, so I'm looking forward to hopefully chatting next week, Will. Of course. And have an, and have an update on how that all went. I'll do a breakdown on all three games. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and if um, if we get that far, maybe we'll have Nathan on, and yeah, you know, talk I, about I, it. Yeah, I'm sure we'd love to as well because yeah. it's quite. Giles, you've been to the first one, haven't you? And yeah, you I went to the very first, first one. one as well, uh, Tom, and I know Rob mm. went to the first one as well. And it's very interesting because it, from what I've seen, kind of looking in, is individuals embrace it and enjoy it and come yeah. back for more, or they're just like. I don't think I can look in past the event horizon of Nathan's right, right, because right. um, it is an absolute clusterfuck in a really good way. It's a really fun and really unique event. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah, but I think some people just absolutely mental. Yeah, some people just can't handle it. So it'll be interesting to see how this one is. This, this was pushed back to the COVID along with like Harry's event and so on and so forth. So I think I mean I, mean, I think. You have to when you have an idea like Nathan's had, where it's it's almost adding a third player into the game. That you have to take it to its natural course of push it as far as you can. Oh, definitely. Because you'll either decide then whether oh no, tone it down and it's a really good idea, or push it and it's even better, or actually this is just fun for one day, but it's not how you should play the game. Yeah. Um, I think we'll only find that out in time. Won't be a way for it to go. Sure. As you said, he needs to embrace it. He needs to he needs to add to it. He tries to, to tone it down. It takes the flavour away almost. It takes yeah. that, almost the novelty almost out of it. Yeah, but yeah. I think if he rolls with it and people enjoy it, there's no reason why he can't continue it. I, no. I would say, though, two games would be better than three. But that's just personal choice now. I think that's just us, though, as a group. Yeah. yeah I, think. I think we've decided that for we're us, because right we're lazy. Yeah. But we, the, the, the third game of Harry and Callum's event really demonstrated that the three of us are not playing this game to deploy and roll dice as fast as possible. Yeah. The, no, the three of us here. just shout obscenities at each other for 45 minutes before units even touch them. The I'm board. purely here to tell Will that he's mismeasured 36 inches from his Medusa carriage. Yeah. Grenadier squad. Yeah. That's my the sole reason I left the house that morning. I'm, I'm here to watch Ollie get like a tape measure or whatever he used and push 15 models four inches into the centre of the... <laughs> four inches in, out of his deployment zone just, just to see how it triggers Will. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's so pretty good. I'm, I'm looking forward that, to yeah, seeing so that. I've just been... I've made some... I've, I, I've just been tidying up chipped and old salamanders, actually. So Oh, okay. I've got my list out last night. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going for that. Uh, there's obviously some, some like... Some boxes snapped off, so like, yeah. tidied, yeah. tidied up the greens, tidied up the blacks. Yeah, uh, yeah, noble some, work. Yeah, just just tidying up the uh, the boys in green. And... It has to be done. You know, I did that to the solo auxiliary a few months ago and found out that pretty much every single model in my command squad was broken. Like, yeah. uh, you know, um, fully broken. Not like I can repair this. Just mm. snapped resin. You know. Um, so yeah, that's fine. It is when you can get it all out and say, here's my 30,000 points of salamanders and they're all fine. 
there was a little bit of damage, but generally everything's fine. So I was really okay. happy to get all that finished when when I got home today. So everything's ready now. Paint should be dry, so I can repack them all up and be a uh, and be good to go on Saturday. Perfect. Went and bought some little fifty mil bottles of a. Uh, of sauce to uh, smuggle into the uh, not drinking <laughs> gaming area. So. I remember that being a thing as well, like 10 o'clock in the morning, everyone's, you know, adding the old midday miniatures to take away the hurting. Exactly. And yeah. I was still struggling there on my, in my, you know, prison issue bottle of water, just trying desperately not to pass out using those blood angels. So much times. So there we what go. have you been up to, Tom? What have you been doing? Well, genuinely, I think when I came away from the event, I was so hard for militia. As, and my solar orcs, just humans in general, that I, I took a couple of days of just, as I normally do after, after an event, just I put all the models away and just just left them, you know. Yeah. Um, I tried to sort out my solar auxilia list because it's very weak. It's fun with the demo bots and the ogrins and obviously the, the once-in-a-lifetime ogrin I was allowed to use this weekend was a monster. Oh, that motherfucker. <laughs> But I mean, he's never, you know, that's never going to happen again. That was, you know, that was lightning strike, but try and sort out the solar orcs list, get some more long ranged um, anti-tank in there, try and get some more infantry in there. Cause only having 32 is not very good um, and see where we go from there. And then my friend Lloyd, you know, he keeps flirting with 30 K trying to get him. So uh, sort of sold on a militia list that he likes using the Krieg models. Cause he's bought quite a lot of them. Yeah. And Get him sorted. So that was quite good. And then, in a flurry of sort of inspiration, um, I masked up the three Proteuses, um, the white scars. White ones. scars. Yeah. Oh. And then masked them up so that I could spray the tap, spray the tracks black to get ready for them to be done, which I did and was very successful and looks very rewarding. And Yesterday, I put a matte varnish on them because I used so many layers of gloss to get the chipping right. Mm. Sorry, not the chipping, the masking right for the red. Oh, um, the stripes on the sides. Yeah. For, for the markings on the, on both sides in the yeah. fronts and yeah. the hatches and everything. So I used so many layers of car fucking lacquer that as soon as you try and apply a metallic <laughs> paint, it just slips off like oil. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> stick, does it? No, not at all. So it's had a thorough blasting of some matte varnish. So that um, this weekend, when I'm not working ridiculous hours anymore, I can actually put some of the metallics down. And then I'll have, when that's done and they're oiled, oiling's the fun part, so I'll save yeah. that for a treat. So I'll have three Lamb Raider Proteuses with 30 Tactical Marines ready to go. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. That is going to be peng times. Oh, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And I think that with... Um, with the white scars, because the the next event, what well, the event to take them to, isn't until like April. Yeah, you know, in the potential greetings event, it gives me so much time, so much leeway to get them done—a dangerous amount almost, because I'll leave it until fucking March. But <laughs> of course, there is hypothetically enough time in there to do these things slowly. So hopefully, getting Jack to make me, you know, by hook or by crook and by stabbing, probably. Get him yeah. to do that storm seer for me. The Khan might be out. Chinzar will be, you know, bought, built, and readied, and just get some characters ready because I don't have any. Yeah, you know, so they they all need to be sorted, and then the Leviathan is done. It's nearly a list. You yeah. know, it's, it's nearly good to go. Perfect. 
you've been doing all the slog work as well, like getting the tacticals done, getting their rides done, getting the a hundred percent. You know, and I, I probably right. wouldn't have done that without the bet from Harry to do twenty tactical marines for two free drop pods. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that was an inspiration to get them done. A great and deal. It was, yeah, perfect, fantastic for me, and meant that, like you say, the slog work is normally the tactical marines, is normally the base, and is normally the troops' choices, and then you save all the spicy characters and vehicles. Well, that's all done. So anything I get now, you know, the the Keshig Terminators to be my about bodyguard and oiling the land raiders up and things like that. They're all spicy tasks. You know, no one hates that. Enjoyment. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. And, and you know, it's, um, it's a nice way around to do it. Cause normally you paint a character and think, Oh, fucking I don't want to paint 60 more of these bastards. Yeah. Um, but having done that, it's pretty good. The only difference is obviously if I change the troops to things like assault Marines or, you know, I want some seekers or things like that, which I think are in this list. I think there's 10 seekers in the list. Yeah. Um, that then they need to be done, you know, with, with with their respective weapons and stuff, which is fine because one of the beautiful things about this White Scars scheme is that the white is quite a slow process, but it's an enjoyable, slow airbrushing. Yeah. But once once they're white, all the details and transfers are done in, you know, minutes. Minutes. Yeah. It's um it, it's 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 nice to see that come together quite quickly. Whereas, like, my Ultramarines took so bloody long to get to that point um, that it is enjoyable. Yeah, you've smashed it. Yeah, it's, got, it's, it's, it's gone well. I've got good feedback on it. Um, you know, I've got some positive feedback from a few sort of high-level people, yeah. um, which is always Excellent. useful. And then, yeah, of course, it always helps your ego, doesn't it? So, yeah. It does, but it's, it is a bit difficult because things like, well, maybe White Scars is an exception. I don't know. I haven't looked at every legion, right? But if you try to find a White Scars land raider as inspiration for you, there's none. Yeah, you know there obviously are some. Way, ob- yeah. I'm being obscure. There obviously are some land raiders um, for for the White Scars. You've got Pete Reese's, which are out there. You can see that on the you know Warhammer community. You can see it on Instagram. Yeah, and there are a few other ones around here and there. Yeah, the standard isn't you know there are you know rob medwell hasn't painted any you know henry hasn't painted any um you can look at a lot of mike fellhanded it's basically what you're left with mike french whatever his name is he's painted a lot but because he's painted and converted so much that actually he hasn't got many stock vehicles to look from yeah so the inspiration well is not as great as if you were looking at sons of horace where every bastard has done them Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, and you can and you can take good inspiration. You can see how many different greens there are. You can see how many different trim colors they've used. How much black is on the models? How much yeah. black isn't on the models? How the just in work? You know. But whereas white scars, you've literally just got. Do you want a bike? Yeah, fine. We've got bikes for days. That's what I was just thinking though. Like most of the demographic for actually people painting and doing white scars, it's it's always based on chog pros, which yeah, it's it's just bikes and bikes and bikes. Like there's that one guy on Instagram, Black Arc miniatures yeah 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 lovely beautiful very clean love the army but i think he's because he's fairly early into his journey of white scars he's gone the, bikes he's yeah he's just gone the route of bikes and jet bikes which yeah. is which is fine i'm not taking anything away no from that, well it's it's but... a way to say you know if you've played heresy and you've played imperial fist and then you played world eaters and then you played salamanders or whatever and you think what have what units have i never used 
a bike yeah, sure, sure. or and a jet bike and a land speeder. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, what army makes the best of them? Obviously, the white scars or Ravenwing. No one wants to be painting Ravenwing, so let's paint some some white scars. Yeah. And there's plenty of inspiration around it. Before you know, it is a great theme. It's included in all the books. It's a it's very alluring. But I've always liked the idea of drop podding Terran white scars. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I completely agree. And like you know? like an armored spearhead of them as well. Perfect. Do you think it's also yeah. kind of r- 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 that the book eight had so many less color palettes in comparison to previous black books where and not just like, that like even their color palettes they did have a yeah. crap yeah i've yeah. not read much of book eight so i can't really can't really comment uh, well i think book one eight of the was color the book <laughs> that started to lose the amount of color palettes that i think it was the one actually yeah where yeah the amount just went down so noticeably um, yeah, it is. It is a shame, and I, obviously, I don't know the reason for that. But you know, exactly. I think I think for the white scars, they've got a few, yeah. but they've got a contemptor. Sorry, not a contemptor. A cataphracty terminator in black and white. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Which is fine, but no, I've never seen anyone do it. I think they're I think they're alternative Evan Keshig. I can't remember, yeah. but okay, fine. But he that looks a bit weird. They've got the one where you scratch it away and it's Alpha Legion, which obviously I've just used. Yeah, but yeah. You know, that's about it. There's one where it's like a really slashy white and grey camo scheme. Oh, and it's the like pre, the pre calm one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah rubbish. Yeah. Right, absolute rubbish. <laughs> and then you've got, and then you've got a couple of nice Mark Six Marines and things that all look great. And you've got one heraldry page, but because the heraldry is kind of like the Dark Angels in that it's it's a bit esoteric. It doesn't really make sense to anyone because it's runes and stuff that you kind of can just do what you fucking want. You know. Yeah. Um, it's not like when, you know when I was doing my ultramarines I wanted every marine to, I wanted to be able to know when I looked at that marine what squad he was in from what overall force from what unit from what chapter and company and you know all the rest of it I wanted to know that at a glance from his stuff. shield and his pauldrons yeah and I loved that but that's not what I'm going to be doing on these white scars because it, it doesn't seem to be what they're doing on their models so because they're all natters it doesn't make a blind bit of difference no right so I think that's pretty concisely wrapped up what we've done this week so what we're going to do now is take a quick break and end the recording and hope it doesn't lose anything. And then when we come back, it will be to talk about the fall of Damachan. Are you saying Damachan or Damakan? Damachan. Damachan. I think Hammy went Damakan. Did he? But I could be talking out of my oh, ass. How do we tell Harry's wrong? Is Why don't we just go um, Dama Damakant? And then we, well, we know we're definitely can't, Dama can't walk away without feeling like this was a great event. Yeah, um, yeah we'll come back and talk about that in detail. And uh, back in a minute. Send it. We're back now with our sort of rundown and review of the fall of Damakan, which was on the 6th of the 11th of the 21st year of this millennium in Boards and Swords Hobbies in Derby, which is a great venue. It's a cheeky uh, little one, isn't it? It is really nice, actually, and we'll discuss it, obviously, a bit, a bit more later on, but really nice venue. We played on the mezzanine upstairs, so we were pretty much left alone. Yeah, uh, over, overwatching the peasants. Yeah, overwatching yeah. the peasants do magic. nothing, because it was, yeah, basically it was empty, apart from some magic people. And... It's a good place, you know, and it was run by, well, what was tabletop banter, but I suppose are now with the two 
individual entities of Harry Halewood and Callum, who are Callum both. Bush. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> I did. You definitely forget Gar Callum, sir. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't forget. I was just looking at my phone. Well, I've written Harry's full name out because it always sounds like a character in Malcolm in the Middle to me. Um, <laughs> where both of that, you know, again, two heresy heroes. Yeah, who um, put on a wonderful event for us at the weekend, which has been delayed and delayed because of the apocalypse and finally got to be played. And I believe they've already, on the back of the success of this, planned part three. I believe yeah. it's penciled in. Oh, it's penciled in. Actually, isn't it? Yeah. Is it part two? Three. I thought it was three because I thought the first one was number one. Now, the first one was just like Legion on Legion. Mook on Mook. This was thoroughbred. I think the um, I think the group might have been Damacan two or something. Maybe okay. Is in attempts to because yeah, yeah. COVID's uh, a motherfucker yeah. and came at us like a spider monkey. Yeah, yeah, out of the bushes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So the next one should be part. Is it? Is still humans, right? It's militia or militia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and solar orcs yeah. don't, and don't solar leave those well, they're humans. Out. They're yeah. humans, man. Baseline humans that are mostly toughness for, and then orcs provenances. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're if you you play, if you play the elite solar orcs, you're definitely the weakest humans <laughs> at the event. Pathetic. Yeah. yeah, because you you cannot be toughness for or strength for or anything. Anyway, as is customary with events, no one is fully prepared. Everyone is scrambling in the last week. Giles, <laughs> I, I when I think of... Yeah, were you prepared? Oh, you were prepared because yeah, someone you else did it Harry's for you. Army. Yeah, exactly. so Harry was prepared. Let's get, let's get Harry on to talk for 10 minutes about all he had to do to get ready for you. Yeah. Um, but when I think of scrambling, scrambling for an event, I don't often think of you, Giles, but in this event, there was wow. some high-level scrambling. Scrambling up a cliff face with no ropes <laughs> um so for those who well don't know me which is probably the vast majority of of all all of our four listeners yeah um, i do not own a militia army or did not own a militia army about a month and a half ago um mm. a month and a half ago i had three sentinels two lehman russ a command squad and one infantry squad which was about mm. five or six hundred points the event was fifteen hundred points a lot to make up there so i was furiously painting medusa carriages lots of grenadiers a lot of crew for said medusa carriages um a recon squad various characters discipline masters medics uh, force commander etc so um in the three or four week lead up to the event i painted i think 40 blokes (laughs) <laughs> two Medusas, um, and a plethora of characters. Mm, uh, yeah. Which, for me at least, is... I'm really pleased with that turnaround. Got all of the infantry finished. The Ogrins are unfinished, but acceptable to be on the tabletop. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was really pleased with them. I'm really pleased how they come out. But I like... Quite sadly, I really enjoy... The, the army's transported in a magnetised, really useful box... They've all got little tiny magnets, hot glue guns to the base of their base, the bottom of their bases. And I really enjoy lining them up in their squads with their associated discipline master and medic. Yeah. Little sad yeah. goo. That looks so cool. Um, yeah. And that gave me great satisfaction the night before, putting them all in a box and thinking, I have an army. 
So which that at one point, you know, at a few points you didn't think you were going to have. You know, you didn't think. No. You know, there was there was a few dismaying moments where you thought maybe this wouldn't yeah. come together. In there the was final a hours. last minute list adjustment where I just ditched the Aegis line and took a provenance because provenances don't have to be painted. No, they don't. Extra rules. No, they really don't. So uh, that was a good, a good fifty point substitution there. Yeah, um, so it need to be painted. Uh, and yeah, like, like I said, the Ogrens weren't finished, but all the other infantry, apart from a few base rooms that needed a second coat of black to get a really nice, smooth finish. Um, yeah, so apart from that secondary rimming, uh, the army was completely done. So yeah, that was, that was you, needed, ready to rock. you needed a secondary rimming. A secondary rimming away from completion. Yeah. yeah. The big I, I finish don't know if was near. Um, I don't know if it's me, guys, but there sounds like there's a gerbil on the line somewhere. Um, oh. doesn't matter too much, but there is a bit of scratching. Um, it's probably these Apple headset rustling in my beard or something. Or yeah, something. it might be. It is a powerful beard. It, might, it, is, it is a powerful beard. All will be forgiven. And again, if, um, if any one of the four listeners is listening one of them is again my manager who has a beard so he will appreciate that there was a rustling due to facial hair it's absolutely fine most i mean most heresy players are neck beards so beard related um what would you call it interference on the line is fucking fine i'll understand yeah fuck them they'll be all right we're we're on in at the kings as well they can they can bear with us. <laughs> just one episode. One episode. Yeah. They, and if um, they don't, they can just get fucked. Fuck. They will definitely want to hear about all of the preparation that Will did Ooh, for the yeah. run-up to this event. Saying that, I actually did some preparation thinking about this. Shit, so. what did you do? Did you prepare a list and send it to Harry? Paint right. this. Then, I'm sure uh, Harry sent a list to Will and said, is this whack enough? Fun, <laughs> funny enough, fun, funnily enough, uh, I sent him a list to which he was then like, all right, cool. I'll chop this, change that, add this, yeah, that, blah, 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 blah. Sort it out for me. And then on the day, him and him and, uh, him and Callum were like, you're a fucking whack cunt, Will. You've just taken all the best <laughs> shit. And I was like, have I? Like, <laughs> completely, like, obviously, completely knowing what I'd done. But, of course, I had to, like, play it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, What a I shame. To, I only have six Medusa carriages. Oh, oh no. Oh. Middle class problems. Yeah, literally. Back. Yeah. No, but um, one of the deals for the lovely Harry sorting me out and lending him, lending me his some of his militia was to do the envoy. Oh um, yeah, yeah, of course. I yeah. know Callum and Callum and himself had planned for some individuals to not do said envoy, so they mm. did some extra word bearers and and an ultramarine and maybe an alpha legion or two. So I had to, I had to do an alpha legion, which was uh. Well, no, I decided of of the three legions, I feel like those are the ones I could tolerate more. Yeah. <laughs> word bearers are definitely so for, my least favourite of all the legions. For the people so. who are listening to this who are not in possession of the really high-quality, glossy event pack which Harry and Callum yeah. had printed out for every one of their participants, which is only, oh, beautiful. what is it, eight pages long? Um, yeah, eight or ten. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it puts to shame any other event pack I've ever had. I think, genuinely, twelve pages actually. Wow. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Um, so, because you're not, because the people who are listening to this don't have the event pack, one of the USPs of this event, being um human on human action, yeah, yeah, was Militia your solar only, literally that, yeah, was 
your Astartes envoy. So because this was all happening in and around the muster of Kalth, yeah, as yeah. is as was yeah. denoted by the first mission and onwards, which yeah. is which feels like an old part of the heresy now, but is actually such a vital part. Really cool. um, because it's still at a point where the naivety of shooting an Astartes in the face with a bolt pistol is somehow you know, it, it, unthinkable to these people. Whereas yeah. now they're just mowing them down by the thousands. But that is when this event is set. So yeah. when you have your force, because you're mooks to these Astartes, you would not know whether you were on the, the loyalist side or the traitor side. You would just do as you're fucking told. Yeah, the orders are sent out and you just follow them. A hundred percent. So you would either have a ultramarine in your force as an envoy from the Legion uh, who are helping you with your mustering and your manoeuvring and everything else and where you're supposed to be, or a word bearer, the other mighty Legion assembling at Kalf, or the sneaky little Alpha Legion who have infiltrated and are doing what they can to just upset everyone. Okay? And one of the most amazing things about this weekend i really think this is that there was not one cunt who uttered i am alfarius in my earshot oh praise the lord honestly i, I didn't hear one mook it, it, scream the, it at the top the of I his lungs alfarius irritates me so much i listened to I the Dorian of dawn over the last week and i was yeah. like just shut the fuck up you're not alfarius yeah. and before until, anyone thinks that that isn't that isn't a call out on anyone in the scene it is just the way the books are written it's, it's the just, way yeah they portray the alpha legion as yeah. being so one-dimensional when yeah they're ballers it was nice because there were only four alpha legion players per se it was myself yourself tom mm. uh another tom um, yeah, mutant snake eyes, and then Henry Collier. So yeah, it was nice and for all, all four, four of us to have powerful, Legion, but powerful, very powerful. Mm. But none of us actually really care for Alpha Legion per se. Like, no, no, not at all. None of us play them as a legion, and no. thus there was no, there was no screaming out and screeching. And saying, I think for oh, me, it was. But a... is he really dead? <laughs> like, that fucking horseshit. It was definitely a stylistic choice. On I don't have to matter about heraldry. I don't have to worry about pieces and bits and kits and everything. Yeah. I can literally just use a guy yeah. and he will be my Alpha Legion. I mean, in my case, I painted him white scar and chipped away to reveal yeah. the Alpha Legion paint underneath yeah. so that I still have a usable model because I don't want an Alpha Legion model on my shelf. I want to be able to use this model in my army. Um, I don't want to yeah. waste a Tartarus Terminator. So, um, but it looked great, you know, and it's done and I will yeah. use him. Um, like I, I went for a very different uh, plan for my Asian character. I in the new house now. I didn't really want to get the airbrush out and spend X amount of time working out how to do the the metallic blue or the you know I mean the silver blue or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I actually went down the contrast lines, which uh, mm, heard, which you I've heard good things about. You only told me about after I'd done that really complicated metallic blue scale paint yeah, yeah. scheme through an airbrush, which I had to set up in yeah. the underbog. But you have the luxury of having the sink set up as well. So for you... The underbog any, is a masterful place to paint. Any heresy player out there listening to this, if you don't have a sink in your hobby station... You're a fucking nonce, yeah. and you need to do better. Uh, okay, dedicated, so which yeah. is ninety nine percent of everyone. I would imagine. It's, I would imagine only. it's me, Pete Whitlam, 
Because <laughs> just because of bathroom memes, yeah. yeah, and pro- probably some, probably someone else, some some legend who's got a running Sorry. water. Yeah, Cy Davis, right? He's he definitely would, yeah. got. A well, if he if he's painting at the Surrey Spartans, there's running water somewhere near him at all times. <laughs> coming through, <laughs> coming the through the roof. Seeping up from the ground. Just starting electrical fires. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to you have to have running water in, in Surrey Spartans because water is what damps down asbestos. It's true. So that you don't make so it's not breathable in the fucking air. <laughs> wreckage of a place. It's one, of the, it's one of the two things that we're always told about when we find it on site. Right. If you find asbestos, don't touch it. And if you have to touch it, hose it down with water. And yeah. Obviously, both those things are sorry, Spartans go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, it is still a legendary, amazing great event. venue. And I oh, can't wait. To... You will get a cold Chef's if you go. Yeah. yeah, you or will. You... Yeah, you'll get the flu. You, you just got to remember take your penicillin shot and you'll be fine. Like, yeah. Get a tennis picture afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah, yeah so everyone my... had an envoy, which you've made this week, yeah, last with week. With improved stats. It did come with an improved stat line as Harry and Callum felt that this better reflected how an Astartes would actually play amongst humanity, which I found perfect. I don't know about you yeah. guys. I, I think it worked brilliantly. Yeah. yeah. So T5, for people who didn't five. Exactly. Oh, sorry, are you gonna read the stat read the stats, Tom? Hit us. So it's all well, weapon skill, ballistic skill, strength and toughness, all at fives. Okay. Powerful. Which is mega. It really is mega. When you've got strength three humans on their base can only wound him on a six instead of a five, is much better. So three wounds, initiative four, four attacks base, leadership ten. And then you were given, this was a free thing. So you had 1,500 points of humans and then a free guy. He was a centurion and he had all the accessible upgrades for a centurion apart from consoles. Yeah. Yeah? So you couldn't take a librarian or whatever. Had to be a centurion and you could give him 50 points of free upgrade, which I thought was going to be really fun. But I actually thought one of the downsides of the event and it's minor, but one of the downsides of the event is that there was very obviously a good choice, which was Thunderhammer. Yeah. And everyone who took Thunderhammer just raped. Who and then the, thought, right? the word yeah. bearers could just buy themselves being a librarian. Power. Yeah. Free, yeah. Which is good thematically to play some psychers because it never made a difference in any of my games. It never made a difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's fine. But then I took Terminator armor which wasn't much of a, a benefit, being five up, two up. Um, and, but I kept him at a power sword because I thought all I'm going to be doing is mulching through humans. That but inevitably, process too. inevitably, all he did was come across Artificer Armour. So he was fucking yeah. useless, you know, and died in turn one near enough every <laughs> game. Um, but now you know going forward, maybe equip him differently. Give him a well, I think, I think if, they, if Harry and Callum, and this is only foreshadowing, if, if in the next event, there is another envoy system, which I think there should be. I enjoyed um, it. I think you should be able to take a Mechanicum envoy. Because a lot of people will jump on that. Dark Mechanicum or Lawless Mechanicum. I think a lot of people will jump on that. That would be sick. Yeah. But I think if they do do Astartes envoys, keep these stats. Don't make them consoles again, unless it's from a specific list of consoles that you are you know, going to allow or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I would know better. Do not give this cunt power sword. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, by that point, we might have a new or edition. A power mole. Let's not get into that. Yeah. 
or a power mall. Don't do that. That was that's, a disaster. That's fool's errand. That is. <clears throat> um, you see, I went for Thunderhammer and um, Volkite Serpenta. Mm. I was like, I'm going to be smashing up armor with the Thunderhammer and dropping mooks with the Volkites. I don't think he swung once at armor and he didn't kill a single um, militia or solar with his Volkite pistol. Yeah. He, did yeah. It. He, he just ended up doing exactly as you said. He just. He just whomped on other envoys. Because yeah, yeah, because you were toughness. Or... Well, you were t- you were strength ten, concussive. Yeah, yeah, and just doing the Lord's work, like having like five attack space for being an Alpha Legion, and yeah. having the mutable tactic on top of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you so should know. You yeah. still got your Legion rules, so your word yeah. bearer was still cold blooded. Your Ultramarine was still useless. And your Alpha Legion had mutable tactic, which was insanely powerful for scout and things like that. You know, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, so you painted. So you did your your guy. What are you can do with him from now on? Is he just going to stay on the shelf? Yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, it was quite enjoyable to get robbed uh, at during the the daylighting games workshop for like fifteen pounds worth of like contrast paint, but to <laughs> to do a single one and. And the guy try and suck me off while I was there, and you know yeah, what I mean? um, yeah. But it was it was nice. It was actually quite fun to do. It it really opened my eyes to contrast. I really, when it came out initially, I kind of rolled my eyes at it, as I think quite a lot of heresy players did. But I think it definitely has a place. I think as soon as big time, I think as soon as Andy Wardle, I think it was, just said, "Stop thinking of thinking of them as cheap paints, yeah. and think of them as really highly pigmented inks." Yeah. Everyone was like, oh my God, these have got some really technical oh, applications on. now. This actually makes sense. Yeah. 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 Snakebite leather and things like, and Black Templar oh. and things like, I couldn't live without them now. Yeah, the Black Templar one's amazing. Oh, yeah, the, really the main cool. colour of my militia is snakebite leather and it's, it's just used as contrast paints are intended to, but yeah. for stuff like cloth, it, it does does the laws work. Well, I mean, you both saw my, my Ultramarines. I mean, my Ultramarines yeah. were literally, after all that rigmarole I had with all the different blues and going up and down and winding, getting real decision paralysis about it, Talisar blue, yeah. through an airbrush, two coats. And it was literally Done. my favourite blue, you know? Um, good. So but the envoys were a success. Oh, get the get fucked. I know. Um, even a even a planet within the chaos. Literally, the... it's literally an ultramarine <laughs> planet. <laughs> Our souls. Continue. Yeah. Literally, I can't do a paint scheme without someone giving me grief online for no fucking reason. Whether it's, it's a free Alpha thing. Legion, this it's bullshit. Um, so all I had to do on the run up was base my demo bots, which I'm holding in my hand, and you know, paint that said base, do the same for the Ogrins, which I've been painting up over a couple of weeks, but um, because we're using Mournival rules, yeah. I thought, why not make a use of them? One of the Mournival rules is to bring some Ogrins as troops. Of course. Which I did, and I used the Slave Ogrins from Necromunda, which look fantastic. They're oh, so yeah. huge. They're, like, comically huge. They, they tower over Tartarus Terminators. And... I said to Harry, look, if I'm going to bring Ogrins as troops, can I bring an Ogrin as a force commander? And he said yes. He told me I could take 50 points for the stat line of an Ogre. Ogrin, even. And the rest is history, because that man was a single... Ha- he was like having a Primark on the table. Yeah. He actually was, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was an absolute dog. And um, 
But that was fun to paint, and I will be using him again in some way or another. Even if I've got to use him as a toughness three, strength three moot, I don't care. Yeah. I like him. I, I like that model enough. And as a little teaser him. for the rest of the episode, we'll be touching on this guy again <laughs> later. <laughs> I'll touch him a lot. Um, so that was all I had to do. And then all of most of that was for naught, because by the time I got to the venue, I'd realised I'd left most of these fucking models at home. Oh. Um, a lot, I left my three Charonite Ogrins at home and my three D-Blast demo bots, which I use as the Ambots from Necromunda. Because yeah. um, I wanted like all hulking Mechanicum, hulking Ogrin solo auxiliary army, and that ended up not happening whatsoever. Yeah. We realised that while sat in traffic on the M25. It was a bit too yeah. late to go back. Yeah. Shit, <laughs> yeah, and what pretty much was that. And then just realised, because I brought all of my solar orcs, so that Harry could take some really nice digital SLR photos because I can't do it in my house that I had extra models. So even though I was like, whatever it was, 300 points down, I knew I had 300 points that I could make up, you know, um, or whatever it was, 380 points or something. So that was absolutely fine. Um, drive up was a normal dawn raid for us, Giles. It was, yeah. It was um, a fairly well-oiled... 10 minutes of traffic on the M25... Lovely mm. stop at Cobham. Power mm. through to Derby. Yeah, it was um, glorious. We're quite used to that now, me and you. Me yeah. get to Fletching and then you drive up from there. Absolutely. No real problems. Run. You were a bit late, Will. What the fuck happened there? Oh, Dawn raid at the same same as you boys. Got on the road at like, know, like half six, quarter seven, something like that. Yeah. Stopped off, got a bit of scram for food on the way. I must have got to the venue about nine o'clock, about nine, five past, chatting to some of the boys outside. Uh, Ollie was there. I, I just went Pompey for a sec there, thinking about Ollie. Wow. Um, <laughs> chatting to Ollie, and uh, then realised that, that, that I had to go and get a face mask, because while we were walking around the venue, it was encouraged to wear a face mask. So Of course, yeah. So hopped back in the car and s- span off to go and buy said face mask. And, and then uh, didn't use it all day. And then, and then, <laughs> and then ended up getting a phone call from Harry at like twenty past half past, being like, "Oi, where you at? Everyone's waiting for you." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm trying to find a face mask got a shop." And he's like, "Oh, I've got a fucking packet here for you." And I'm like, so I, <laughs> so I had to like, yeah, I finally found one, spun back. Everyone was like getting started while I was turning up staring oh, at you oh, walking oh, in mate. I'm so sorry like, with my lovely black face mask on it was beautiful um, it yeah, was quite like... strange actually because I mean let's not go down that whole rabbit hole right but Covid is a thing yeah. and everyone has to do essentially what they're told right you can rebel against it all you want and that's fine you can do you right you can not play in the event if it means that much to you yeah. but the venue were asking people to wear on wear one and at nine o'clock in the morning everyone was wearing one yeah yeah by the time we went upstairs and organized tables everyone took them off yeah, yeah it was like two of them between between tables we were meant to have them off but yeah. gaming yeah oh, sorry between tables on during the game you can take them off that was what the yeah. venue had asked for wasn't it and um the staff weren't wearing them um you know some I thought they were some no. of them definitely were some well maybe the first were. thing they were yeah, I'm when sure the guy when served went... me like my donuts and my teas and stuff like that, he was wearing one. But then when I stood talking to him two meters away at a table, he w- he was not wearing one, yeah. uh, and that's fine. That you know, genuinely no judgment there. Absolutely is what you know up to you. 
Um, but I thought that playing Warhammer with a mask on would be uncomfortable, and, and it is. But fortunately, everyone was okay with it. Everyone was sanitizing their hands. Everyone was fairly clean. No one touched my dice. I didn't touch anyone else's dice. Um, and that was okay. It became like a non-point, you know? Everyone just sort of got on yeah. with it in a mature way, you know? It worked just fine. I think as well, because perfectly. we were up, because everyone was up on the annex, we are all kind of together in that sense. Yeah, yeah. We're all in pretty close proximity, even playing the games without the masks on, and then while while we were eating and drinking. So it definitely, by the end of the day, it was a, a, a lot calmer within the group. And there, were, Of course, there was going to be individuals who, would actively wear it more than others. Yeah, I mean, Callum wore his um, pretty religiously. Yeah, um, yeah, Tonka did as well. He did a pretty good job. Yeah, with Tonka it. was pretty, um, you know, pr- pretty solid with it, and that's good. You know, that's yeah. absolutely fine. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I and think I, for you and I, Tom, like we, because we're out and about like every every day on site and stuff. Like, yeah, no one wears one. Yeah, it's it's when I go into a shop wearing a mask now, generally people look at me like i'm the weird one yeah with a mask and when i'm on site with 100 150 odd odd men or whatever to see one in a mask is is fucking hell that guy's wearing a mask yeah well i'm not obviously i'm not going to um go down naming and shaming my company or anything like that but in the original times everyone was given one and you were given stacks of them disposable masks yeah. to wear right yeah. you had to wear them when you were in the van with people you actually you couldn't share vans with people but did you know the the extremities and the extremes that were happened in lockdown but now they've got to the point where they're well, we're not supplying you any more disposable masks yeah and at that point i just think well I, I, okay right, then I, i'm not going to wear one at work and yeah, no one else yeah. is everyone's double jabbed apart from a few people who don't want to get jabbed and again that's up to them um so it is what it is. Anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole too much. Yeah, let's, move, let's move it on. Let's move it on. So we were at the um, the venue, <clears throat> had a wonderful mission briefing from Harry. Yeah. Uh, where he introduced the perfect amount of narrative to an event. Now, I think we've all, dis- we've all discussed, we're, we're going to do a whole other um, episode on this, I think, where we haven't got an event to Definitely. talk about in what we all define as a narrative event, because it's very difficult to get caught somewhere between the minimum and somewhere between the maximum. And neither of those are a good place. Yeah, and finding no. that sweet spot in the middle. You know, we have the extremes of like Pete Dunn, 30K Frontier, that are like lightning in a bottle. And then you have things like, uh, without, you know, and again, not, not being mean, but like Greg Dan's event, where there, there, are, there is narrative, but because there's 60 odd players in there, it's difficult to square away that you know why the sixteen Gillimans are all fighting twelve different Horaces, mm. and the only narrative being someone gets the free Laz cannon shot. Yeah, and then you get everything in between. You know, my events very very little narrative, but I don't really label it as a narrative event. Um, so that's an interesting yeah. conversation. I think, I think Harry have. got it. I think Harry got it spot on. I and would that, agree, and that led into uh, mission one as well. Um, should we start well, with mission chat? Are we ready yeah, for mission chat? Yeah, Giles, you take us through mission one, mate. Okay, so mission one, uh, we were playing on four by fours because of the smaller points levels, which mm, worked perfect. really well, actually. Perfect. Also, I, I enjoyed... initially loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed having that little bit of extra space to put your book down because yeah. there was, for a lot of, for a fair few of us, myself included, that was the first time using Militia, so there was uh, an am- amount of admin to be done, checking rules and stuff. 
Yeah, there um, really was, yeah. For example, I thought Grenadiers had a five-up save the whole day, which I'm now told is not true. <laughs> um, what an idiot. Um, you fucking anyway, idiot. Right, mission one. So the table is divided up into four quarters. Yep. Um, the, the setting for the mission is that these human armies are all uh, in, in, in their camps. They're all kind of intermingled. Suddenly, in the barracks is everything. Yeah, in the barracks, the word bearers have, have suddenly start shooting some ultramarines. And it's all going tits up. So, <laughs> the alarms raised. Oh yeah, alarms everywhere. Put, put Everyone's pants, screaming. You know, how how fucking thematic did you find that? I loved I, it. I, I was all in. Loved it. I was all in, boys. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't look at my phone. I didn't check the time. Yeah. 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 I was all in on this mission. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, the only time I got my phone out was to take some pictures. Um, True, yeah. Because I was uh, playing uh, Jamie Cox, who was the other half, I believe, or maybe the other third uh, of the uh, Mutant Snake Eyes account on Instagram with his amazing Bizan Yanazars. That's so cool. So the um, big time. Um, So I'm running through my list very quickly. It was two units of 15. Uh, grenadiers mm. um, with some plasma guns in there accompanied by a medic and discipline master, uh, two Lehman Russ two Medusa carriages with a whole bunch of crew oh, uh, four so many crews running around with a discipline master and the force commander tags along with them a platoon command cadre which is like the little command squad for militia um, I generally sent the envoy off with him I very kindly borrowed an envoy from Callum because I didn't have time to paint one of my own. Um, then the last two units for me were a unit of three Sentinels with missile launchers and a five-man recon squad with a demo charge. Oh. So deployment was uh, done uh, one unit at a time. Uh, you would roll a D6. One yep. to four denoted each table quarter. You yep. would then deploy in said table course on the roll of a five or a six you could choose yeah so um first up i went with medusas first um placed rolled a, a five or a six and i placed them in one corner where they had decent cover um but the crew would still be able to see out for like line of sight and stuff um and then jamie placed something down i think in the opposite maybe in right. the corner next to it yeah, my second choice. I then lucked out and got another five or six. So ringed the Medusas off with a grenade with a grenadier squad, because you could deploy up to uh um, um up to an inch away. Yeah. So you could deploy and then immediately charge them on turn one. So I thought let's fence them off. Um, and then basically the rest of the deployment was just kind of countering each other. So I put uh, a grenadier squad behind his merchant princeling. Uh, missile launchers for those who don't know what Merchant Princeling is it's a, a warlord trait for militia where you can prove it in, in infantry squads weapons AP by one so strength eight AP two missile launchers it's also the name of a top tier new on the block heresy podcast check it out you should oh, really subscribe send it to your friends families mums and bosses at work absolutely um, so yeah so uh, that's pretty much my force I would say for most of the most of the game, uh, one of my squads of mili- uh, grenadiers fought a missile, the most missile launchers. Who knew they were so good in combat? <laughs> um, the first two, my Medusa carriages, their first shot exploded uh, Jamie's demolisher Oof. and also scattered into the grenadier squad behind them, Oof. killing a load of mooks. 
Um, the blast drew... templates were just so plentiful this weekend. Absolutely. Um, I should also say something fairly entertaining. Uh, we drew uh, the roll-off to see who went first three times. And Ooh. I was thinking, thinking to myself, I finally won it on attempt four. Think okay, well I can charge here, do this, do that, and then it, I was thinking this could be a bit of a harsh alpha strike here. And then I immediately got seized on. And I was thinking oh. this is about to go downhill quick. Um, <laughs> no. But to reflect the sheer lunacy of these Astartes telling each other to fight their own other other men, uh, and the confusion as uh, as Calf kind of unfolded to. To shoot or charge in the first turn, you had to take a leadership test, at which point Jamie immediately failed multiple leaderships tests, which meant that half his units didn't do anything, um, which Such I then a good passed. Rule. So um, I got away with one there big time. It was a really tight game. A um, couple of highlights. Um, his Jamie's fair, not like over the top, but fairly tooled up. He had a couple of toys, not everything he could have done, but um, him and almost a four grenadier squad charged my like five man command squad and my envoy. Uh, bounced the envoy, killed a few of his grenadiers, and immediately swept them. Um, <laughs> so that was that Ooh. was so harsh. Uh, there's a lot more sweeping when it's not a starties all over, yeah, the, the rubbish leaderships. Um, my Lehman Rust but most of the game uh, shooting at his uh, Mournival Events militia land speeders well just to keep them jinking to, until I eventually just rammed the last one with both the Lehman Rust mm. uh, which blew that up um, and then it was a really tight game up until turn three or four and the last couple of turns it's it swung towards my direction it ended up with a, with a with a, with a good win for my first game with the militia. Perfect. But props to Jamie because he was telling me what my army did for the entire game. So <laughs> what a the man. sign of a, the sign of a real, and we know he's a good guy, right? Yeah. But the sign of a Such gen a lovely, is when he's bloke. it's like, and it's like when you play Will sometimes, although Will always wins, but they're telling you how to play the game in the friendliest possible way, not patronising. It's friendliest way. Of, oh, actually, guy, this is what your stuff does. And absolutely yeah he was a yeah, real lovely. massive help couldn't have picked a better person to play game one with a new militia army he, he knew his stuff inside out so that was yeah. uh that was game one what what a game perfect loved it lovely and um well just I one think... last comment oh, uh got... if you there's a couple of pictures up up on my instagram page so if you want to see some of the pictures you can go and check them out there good idea there are the picture quality from it coming out of the event, there was thousands of photos taken. Yeah. You know, yeah. at, at the Everyone last event I went to, which was the greetings before COVID, there wasn't that many. I mean, a lot of players didn't come because of the impending apocalypse. But yeah. Um, excuse me, even even the actual, you know, games I've played, I've got no photos of. I don't know what I don't know what the reason for that is, but um yeah, lots of good photos out of this event. Um right, Will. Yeah. Yeah, loads of good pictures, and Harry bought his uh, his SLR camera, like we mentioned earlier. So he, he was on yeah. patrol. Yeah, during and his the games, his, uh, his better half pictures. was wandering around, taking lots of good photos throughout yeah. the day as well. So Anna did the Lord's work. She did. She truly did. Top girl, got a lot of time. William, so round r- r- round one for the uh, the Malosian Vermin grad. So I got matched <laughs> up against uh, lovely Grant. I think it's Grant Wills. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I played him previously at a. 
a Legion of Peterborough event. Uh, he was running something. He, he was he, he actually had a little prelude to the uh, Damachan event when I played him initially. He had a uh, a army of not army of dark compliance. The Alpha Legion one where you can take militia as sure. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had that then, but this time he's come back. He's had two years, two and a half years, or whatever, to like flesh it out and to make a full size force. And he was running. He was he was running a solar war esque militia army. But yeah, yeah, he, he hasn't even read solar war. So what a lad. Do you know what I mean? It's, beastman, it's, this is the beast one, right? Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Those Medusa bases. Oh, he yeah. based his Medusas, which immediately I think caught everyone's eye. And everyone's like, ooh. ooh Not only because he based them, but because he just took the Bulls Walls decision to sell on a 4 by 4 board. I'm going to put a considerable chunk of real estate into a round yeah, base. Yeah. It's like a 100 mil round base, right? It's huge. It's, on it's a, like a um, pizza plate. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like a mini diorama, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's so the same size base that, like, a fucking, you know, greater demon or Archeon comes on or whatever. Yeah. And oh. made it look like a crushed temple. Yeah. You know, like and a. It works like, so well as well. Amazing. Like, really well. And the whole army was based similar as well. Like, as you said, Tom, like the crushed ruins and the broken down rubble of, like, where they've been fighting or whatever. Yeah. And then he was running Abhuman Helots and Tainted Flesh with a real oh. emphasis on a big couple of, I think, two or three big blocks of levies, like 40, 50 of the boys, the Medusas on the bases, a nice block of eight Ogrins, Battle Cattle-esque, but not the OGs like Harry's. Yeah, yeah. Um, a heavy weapons team, and then something else, I'm sure, but I can't. Oh, very that. like you say very lost in the damned yeah yeah, yeah. very, very much great work as well i was chatting to him about it and he said initially it came about through just oh we'll try a bit of the gene stealer kit we'll try a bit of the catajan kit well look a beastman kit from like 10 years ago we'll try a bit of that and he ended up just making like 20 30 30 guys from like like three or four random kits and was like i like that that's good that works yeah, and yeah. Right, let's buy two of them, two of these, two of these. And he ended up doing like, he must have had 130 odd infantry in the army as well. It was, it was great. It was, it was really good. And I had the pleasure of uh, borrowing Mr. Halewood's uh, new Aurorian expeditionary fleet. So I'd re- repurposed them into the, um, the Malaysian Vermingrad. The most so, famous militia army in the world. Of course, of course. Yeah, Some yeah. Might to yeah. the top search on Google, aren't they? For yeah. like heresy yeah, militia or something. Yeah. Uh, say that without any hyperbole, yeah. The yeah. most yeah. famous militia army <clears throat> in the world. So, uh, a pleasure to use. Truly an honour. And uh, I had two blocks of 15 grenadiers, um, a block of 20 infantry squad. Um, everyone had discipline collars. Everyone had medics. Everyone had discipline masters. Two medusas with a Discipline Master, a block of Battle Cattle, which is Harry's, Harry's Ogrins with a Discipline Master, Force Commander running Survivors of the Dark Age and Ab Human Helots. So looking back on this, it's definitely the worst way to play Militia because they've just become Space Marines at that point. They just become Toughness 4 with free up saves on all the Grenadiers. Yeah, yeah. which um, even Harry wants to burn exactly. in the next event, yeah? Or, I didn't even think slightly. it would be that much of a thing. I didn't. I was like, eh, is it that much better? 
But as we all know, when you play like Thousand Suns and Salamanders and Imperial Fists, three ups are infinitely better than a four up. Yeah. Not statistically, they're just so much better. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. And it just it, means all all the raking fire that was dropping everybody else, the auto cannons, the heavy bees. Oh, terrible. They're, they're getting three up armor. I and then suffered. Pain on top. Like, I suffered so. You know, another massive thing of this event is that one of my complaints about Heresy as a game is that the AP system is just so dumb. Yeah. And most of these guns have, you know, AP 6, 5, and 4, which they never matter. They really don't matter. And then when you take a Solar Orcs, or sometimes Mechanicum and sometimes Militia and all the rest of it, it feels like you're suddenly taking art models without a save, unnecessarily, because all the weapons just do that much damage. And then especially in this event... Bolt guns are just dropping people, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, bolt guns kill people. But in this event, the proclivity for everyone to take auto cannons and heavy bolters just just it was like made it was just endless reams of people dying yeah um which you know if you're a space marine you'd still be taking a save and two models would have died and feel no pain one of them and then you crack on you know yeah and you've got to fall back as well yeah so we're playing the awesome get up boys the wars here get to your feet and um we alternated dropping. I think he drops his producers first, and then I dropped mine in the opposite quarter. And we got quite lucky on that. We rolled quite a lot of fives and sixes, and we kind of ended up having a pseudo normal battle line. Okay. Um, uh, which immediately devolved into just absolute carnage. Uh, yeah. Which was the, the nature of the mission. But being 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 an Alpha Legion, I got a little which you would have got one as well, Tom. We I like did. Yeah. Slip, so, yeah. So we had like a little like extra little flavor and one of them was for the first mission we could redeploy two units before the yep. first turn yeah as long as they were six inches away so so i kind of goaded out one one of my grenadier squads into a corner to kind of pull some of grant's things towards it knowing that before the game i was then going to pull them back and and leave that unit kind of out of the game so I managed to, because I was going second at this point, I think Grant Grant won the roll off and I failed to, to seize. So I kind of had like a battle line to like run off at that point. And the, as you said, with with you, Giles, like the morale checks on the first turn stopped one unit oh, charging and, and an, another unit failed its charge. But when 50 are coming in with three attacks each and rending, <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're going to smash, smash things up. But what I really found was toughness four with feel no pain and stubborn and re-roll if you want, your boys ain't going nowhere. No. Like and that and they again hold firm in, in any war game, whether it's forty yeah. K AOS, heresy, it doesn't matter. When you when you rack up that amount of defensive buffs, yeah. Um yeah. it's only gonna go one way every single of course, game. Of course, yeah, you know? yeah. It made such it it was such a thing in like when his eight-man block of absolute murder boys, the Ogrins, charged into a squad of grenadiers, they bounced, which was strange. Neither of us did any wounds, but the Malotians mm. held the flag high. Yeah, yeah. One, one combat by one, and nearly swept the eight-man unit of Ogrins. Oh, they my God. got away, but it was that. <laughs> but that would have been insane, yeah? Exactly, and yeah, like, and I Grant, love that rule. I love sweeping advance because it tidies games up sometimes. 
and like Grant rolled his leadership check and was like eleven, and we kind of looked at each other like. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Ogrins notoriously have really good initiatives. <laughs> uh, roll to sweep. Yeah, sure. Let's roll to sweep. And Grant did in, in the end run away, but it was very much like, oh, that was just an awesome, awesome sequence of uh, yeah of outcomes. And and the game was really back and forth. Like his like fifty man blocks were coming in and slaughtering the Melosians, but they were fighting back. Like they weren't given any ground, and the Medusas were just exchanging rounds. I think the first turn we tried out Medusaing one another. And then we soon realised that we just need to just get other guys off the board. Um, yeah, there was a lot of Medusa so, each other in the event because it, a lot of people had them, you know. I've never seen so many Medusas in my life. No. But well, inherently, so yeah, it's only event, you know, it mm, is pretty good. Mm. And and sidewalks don't have it. You know, we, we if we wanted a Medusa, it's attached to a Chimera chassis. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, so and, and can be one shot. Yeah, it was absolutely great. It was so much fun. It was such a lovely way to start the day in the weekend and, and Grant's a great person to play and the hobby he puts into it and the passion it really comes through on his army and yeah and the game was very back and forth like early on I was like oh he's got turn one here oh, he's, he's just gonna absolutely he's, he's just gonna roll across and then like redeploying those two units back and then failing charges on from the pair of us just because of because of the role like just meant it really did kind of swing and it kind of ended up just who could Medusa the infantry quicker? And yeah, I was very yeah. much like I'm going to keep the grenadiers back, hold them out of range of the Medusas, and just and just try and beat on his squads more than he can, like hurt mine because the grenadiers are more shooting orientated than they are combat, whereas yeah. his levy squads were more combat orientated. Than yeah, shooting. absolutely. With all their so buffs kind of, and everything else, like exactly, kind of played played up to it a bit as well. I ended up taking his missile squad down to one down to one base out of five left yeah. and 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 he fell back and uh, he, he was like oh double ones to regroup and I was like I don't understand he's like oh they're not Legion of Startes they don't always regroup and my mind <laughs> like, that's a rule that's amazing yeah. and he's like I know I'm like, exactly the same know. like yeah, we I had that a couple that of times. <clears throat> like, yeah. it was great. It was. I mean, was, I'm. A, I, I guess I'm a little more used to that with Soda Rocks because I. Of course. It's what I've been playing the last couple of years, you know. But, um, it still it still is massive, you know. Especially when it's used against you, know, when you suffer one, and then your opponent has to do a similar leadership chest check. But then, oh, no, I'm leadership eight. You know, mm. get fucked. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, and it ended up as quite a, I think. I probably had my eye on the victory outcomes a bit earlier on than Grant probably did. So I very much at like turn three was like, right, I need to start thinking about turn five and six now. Yeah. So consolidating forces, yeah, killing what I can, getting the envoy centralized score points off him, getting the warlord centralized score points off him. And ended up ended up getting quite a good win. It was like twelve four, I think it was in the end. Jeez, yeah. So, That's pretty good. Yeah, and, and like all we had left were all he had left was some of the Ogrins and the Medusas, I think. And like the Ogrins are good, but when you've got like toughness four guys who free up armor saves and they're stubborn and they get a reroll, you just you just can't get through them quick enough. Like, no, no. It just they're just a pig to get through. It was 
it was great. Which is was which is good really and is a good a good strap. But you know, like you say, it can lead to the uh, um, you know just a, a grind house of, course, of a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, good, excellent times. Truly, truly lucky to have the pleasure of playing Grant first round as well. Yeah, the way the way that that we picked our games was. The oh yeah, tables, you mentioned this. The tables mm. were all um, laid out on like a couple of A4 sheets of paper, so one to eight, I think it was. Yep. And then Harry uh, and then Harry and Callum would call up right uh, traitors, place where you'd like to play. Yeah, deploy Alpha the word bearer envoys. Yeah, Alpha Legion, come along, pick where you want to play. Ultramarines, finish it up, and each round it alternated as well. So it was like the word bearers plays first, and then the Ultramarines plays first, and then the Alpha Legion plays first, and and it was really good in that sense that it, it meant. You kind of had some engagement about who you, who you were playing. You had, I, I mean, you really had to know who you were playing. Which exactly, you nice. had a pseudo like, challenge system, yeah, in place because on the second round, when I, you know, I saw Tonka's word bearer go down, I said, "I'm having that." Yeah, you know, to want to play Tonka, yeah. but um, you know, at the beginning of the event, it was very much labelled as a three team event, yeah, and that was the intention. Yeah, so a word, so there wasn't loyalist traitors; it was three teams. Yeah and um from the three legions and it was a war for those three but in the end what we ended up having with six was it 14 players we ended up having seven word bearers yeah 16 in the end wasn't it yeah 16 in the end so you well so you had half the team were were word bearers near enough some alpha legion and some ultramarines which made up the other half so in essence you still ended up with two teams because of the yeah. amount of word bearers, which is not a problem. It's just, the, you know, oh, yeah. the vagaries of fate. Um, it would have helped with the flexibility as well for, for Callum and Harry, I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. Or the Alpha Legion can fight either team here. Yeah, what yeah. what it meant was, unfortunately, without a lot of, without a word bearer facing a word bearer, it meant I couldn't fight an Ultramarine. Yeah. So I really wanted to face <clears> Alex, <throat> you know, the, the other Solar Orcs player or one of the other Solar Orcs players. And um, I couldn't, you know, because um, he, we, were, we were ostensibly on the same team. Or, you know, Harry may come back and actually tell me that's wrong. And I just made an assumption, which is more than likely. Um, <laughs> but Shut I assumed. Up, <laughs> yeah, but I <laughs> dickhead. But that's, that was my assumption anyway. Um, so my game, I played the wonderful Matt. I believe his name is Matt. I feel really m- mean now. But I called him Matt, so I hope it's his name. Glamrock Matt. Glamrock Matt, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glamrock Matt. Perfect, what yeah. What a ledge. Not, not only just, not only an absolute legend of a person to play yeah, against, yeah. but the confidence to wear his Glamrock outfit everywhere. I fucking love Matt. He's it's just so, so fucking cool. He's so nice. and Oh, completely. He doesn't, Just yeah. the nicest guy. Not the a bad bonus. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that. he was fully wearing the, like, the Lycra word bearer leggings. Really, really embracing the outfit path. Proper. That was great. So we drew against each other. I had no idea who it was when I placed my Alpha Legion Mook, well, White Scar come Alpha Legion Mook down on the challenge board. I had no idea who it was. Um, We went over and played. He was playing a very much a cult, I always want to say Celtic horde. Cultist, Cultic, Cultist? Cultist horde militia army. Yeah. Very highly converted, using a lot of the war cry necromunda kits, it looked like, and some gene stealer bits as well. Um, 
the sentinels were all converted to have like an extra sort of join in their legs and stuff Ooh. and um like all of the traitor guardsmen inside the sentinels had like almost like riot makeup on their heads and hoods like joker makeups and stuff like that it was so good um as a theme for an army our deployment went all over the place we absolutely scattered to the four winds and i think all four we were both represented in all four quadrants equally i used my little alpha legion redeploy two units and the two units i redeployed were both my carnadons because they weren't in a in a squadron Okay. Um, redeploy both my Carnadons in a firing lane to shoot the shit out of his um, character squadron, which were in some Ogrins, which were also slave Ogrins from Necromunda, which he'd sort of um, you know glam rocked up a bit. Brilliant. Um, with his envoy and his force commander, and I was just going to shoot the shit out of them with auto cannons and and, demi- and uh, Volkites. And then obviously, as the game happened, they failed their leadership test and couldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just the way of it. Um, I had a termite full of flamer dudes that I brought up and hosed down three quarters of a unit of levies that were cultists <laughs> but because they are cultists they just stood there and didn't give a fuck and didn't run away <laughs> just took it. and then he brought a fl- he brought a termite up of more cultist murderers and I said these cultist murderers will do nothing against the superior armament and firepower and military training of my solar auxilia and then he pointed out that because, like, you know, a termite is like a long hot dog bap. Yeah. Yeah. I deployed my flamers alongside it in a, like, in a 2v2 sort of, you know, front rank, second rank, zigzaggy esque pattern to get the most out of the flame templates. Yeah. His termite came up behind my termite. The cultists got, the cultists got out and did what they did. I don't remember. But one heavy flamer on the fucking termite covered all 10 of my guys and he just went <laughs> dead because it's AP4. Oh, so savage. <laughs> I, was I was literally looking at him she, like, she in yeah, literally I was like, I haven't got feel no pain because I didn't buy medics. I haven't got, you know, hardened armor's useless against this. I haven't got anything. There's no cover because it's a flame template right behind me. It was just, it was just a hundred and something points of solar auxilia. Just remove them, please grilled immediately. just get off the board and <laughs> but that's also kind of so beautiful as well because it's oh, something yeah. that you that you wouldn't always see never um, I've, no one's ever used a flamer termite against me yeah and like generally flamers both heavy and normal are kind of like eh, they, they don't really do much because it's just toughness forward free up saves but against finally, mooks oh, against mooks they were powerful and yeah they did just remove <clears throat> They did the Lord's work against that flamer squad. They absolutely murdered me. Um, and then he charged my Carnadons with his Ogrins and Force Commander and just punched them in the tits into oblivion. <laughs> uh, so the Carnadons once again did nothing apart from get destroyed in turn one. It's just a lot in life. That's all they do. Even though now they're fully painted and the weapons are stuck on and everything doesn't matter. They just got fucking about raped. And then, like you say, one of the one of the rules in the game was you have one victory point for each unit within 12 inches of your envoy at the end of the game where you're basically mustering around this focal point of your army yeah just trying to find out what's going on at cal yeah yeah well why are people shooting filtered through him why are we killing each other exactly 
Um, if the envoy was dead, you instead changed to 0.5 VP for each unit within 12 inches of the warlord. So, yeah. which was your force commander or your, you know, your solar orcs commander or whatever. So, where my termites were and my force commander, I kind of made a castle out of the two termites and knew that I was just being expunged because yeah. weight of models, weight of units. My heroic little Ogryn king. He sallied forth and punched out a termite and punched out a couple of ogrins and punched out a sentinel. Um, but there really was nothing I could do on the cri- crippling fucking multi-laser fire. It's just so good. And um, anything strength 10 that just, you know, like my, my ogrins squads, the force commander is fine. He's got good stats and saves. The envoy, he's a terminator in... Tartarus Armas, who's got a fiber pin bun, but the Ogryn mooks with him, they die. So any <laughs> any strength ten just instantly kills an Ogryn. Yeah, yeah. Which was a real problem. It Your was a real problem. Strength toughness five Ogryns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Why are you using Ogryns if they're not toughness six? Obviously, grow yeah. up. Fucking yeah, literally fucking useless. So that was a bit of a show. He, um, we managed to eke out a draw. Um, which was mental because he basically, I gave him a hammering in turn one to the point where he said, I'm probably not even going to get a turn three. And he looked, Ooh. didn't look down at all, but he looked resigned to the fact that this was just going to be a two turn game. Yeah. And then when he, when he removed my entire flamer squad and my Carnadons and things like that, he was like, actually this might go the distance. Game on son. Game on. And it did get to the very end. Um, his envoy was still alive because it was a word bearer in a unit of 50 cultist lunatics my envoy was still alive because he was protected by the Ogryn king and <laughs> that bastard yeah and the, then the game end so we said to harry you know harry turned up and was like oh who won no one has won this game was carnage and the, like world war one there is no winners or losers there are just dead yeah. men's yeah and um, he was like oh no i need a fucking winner so sort your lives out and have a duel so he had his fucking word bearer with a tainted weapon you know how alpha legion players are like i am alpharius and (laughs) and they think they're hot shit yeah yeah yeah. word bearers players and i am actually calling out all word bearers players now so calaman lee if you ever do listen to this this includes you tainted weapon they treat it like it's the fucking messiah given (laughs) mega weapon it's a thing (laughs) <laughs> it's so annoying because it's so true and we did three or four rounds of combat where my power sword did nothing against his artificer armor what was it going to do nothing and then he just tainted weaponed me in the tits on like my fourth fourth round <laughs> of combat one one yeah. just yeah just one one and he instant killed yeah. me three wounds matters not toughness five matters not go fuck yourself instant death yeah. and uh, so that was that so that was a, a word bearer victory for Matt and uh, genuinely amazing mm. um i know i've played you know i know we all played heresy at pete's event you know during the summer which was you know two or three games of doubles which was great but it wasn't really games of heresy it was more just hanging out and getting drunk yeah um we hadn't seen each other for months and months it, that exactly point. right yeah. like a year you know since yeah. the last greetings event um and this really did feel like my first like event game back at heresy and yeah. was a really good ushering into a oh, good event future. and yeah. uh, and you know feeling really hard for heresy um, after that time. first game big yeah big time right so let's move into game two but let's try not to spend 15 minutes per game 
Um, Let's wrap it up. Let's keep it pacey. Right. So, Welcome game mode. two, Mr. Giles. So, game two, I played the wonderful Emery Collier. Um, oh, such a man. And he's got a wonderful army of it was... Um, I'll tell you the bits that weren't Grenadiers and then we can tag in <laughs> the rest of the points. So we had Lehman Russ with a battle cannon and the heavy bolters, also cannon team. I think there was five five bases, I think. Yeah, yeah there was. Um, three quad launchers, which were the thud guns, and my word, are they lovely models. Oh. And then just more men than you could shake a stick at with glory. So he was using the Krieg models. Um, yeah. Emery's a brilliant opponent, knows, knows what he's talking about, very charismatic, really enjoyed the game. Um, the mission was, again, a 4x4, four four, um, a sensible triangle deployment. Um, if one of you two have the book to hand, what were I the do. measurements? Because it wasn't the stupid random measurements like is in the normal red book. No, so ba- it's difficult, it'd be difficult to explain, but basically that you, you, you had an objective at the centre point because you're playing on a four-foot-by-four-foot four board. It's 24 in and 24 up, Yeah. So from your table edge, you go 24 in, 24 up. That's the centre point. Go all the way to the left-hand board edge again. So halfway up the board, 24 up, straight down to your bottom right-hand corner. Yeah. So, so it's it, 20, was, it was 24 set up, measurements, wasn't it? Straight down. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, couldn't go wrong. No, there, there was no like, oh, well, this bit's nine and a half inches. No, and this no. Bit's all yeah, it was, it, um, was, it was, yeah. Square, it was really Harry. Numbers. It was Harry and Callum telling games designers how to play fucking triangle deployment absolutely um, um it, it was really nice it was a really good mission i really enjoyed it for um uh you two you mentioned the um the buffs you got in the first game as well i forgot to mention mine so each player uh, each faction sorry you got one like small not game breaking but certainly worthwhile buff per game so my for the first one for the word bearers was you could re-roll hits and wounds in close combat on turn one because if you remember you could deploy an inch away which i'm immediately forgot about for game yeah. two so for this one um one of the three objectives was worth uh, i think two extra vp um and i think i think the alpha legion one was to kill units near one was that right or was it something like no. that I was no is that completely wrong ammo, was, was, oh it's just secure, secure the, the other one. the other one on okay. yeah yeah so there was that there was word the bearers was civilian center yeah. ultramarines was the comms and the alpha legion was the ammo okay so um uh, I picked picked a corner. We both deployed. I turn one. Um, I immediately detonated his Lehman Russ uh, with a selection of pie plates because I'd, I'd identified that as a big threat early on. Mm. Um, uh, and then Henry's turn one shuffled multiple men forwards. Like they're just the weight of small arms fire should not be underestimated. Um, just yeah. so so many shots just so you roll saves. some dice you're gonna you're gonna roll some ones man yeah big big time um then um was it turn two i think his uh his alpha legion envoy charged into my land uh, into my lehman russ uh, and i'm thinking this could go badly uh thankfully he missed with his melter bomb Oof. Uh, so I got a wave on big time there. So they just drove off about three inches out of combat. Yeah. Um, turn two, I prioritised the auto cannons. I thought they were going to do the Lord's work against these Ogrins. Um, but as I was running them up the board, um, and again, just small arms fire from Henry, killing a couple of Ogrins. I took out his auto cannons, um, outflanked my Sentinels and recon squads towards the side of his quad launches, trying to deal with them. 
Um, it was such a bloody game, just dead mooks everywhere. Um, but my, I think, I think the differing factor was probably my four pie pie plates per turn Ooh. and eighty grenadiers to land them on. Pie um, plates are. They were yeah. so good this weekend. Yeah. Everyone was just using them. You couldn't look around the tables at any point during any game without someone using a blast template. Mm. Yeah, and um, it was it was kind of how many can I kill before before the end of of the game? Um, and it was really close actually. Henry mounted a, a last sort of turn or two charge towards the objectives with um with, with his grenadier squads um, and was close enough to contest a few of them actually because they changed the contesting rules hadn't they for this mission it was who had the most I think scoring units nearby won the objective yeah it by within six inches of yeah game. it wasn't um, a oh I can deny this for example it was who's got the yeah. most bodies yeah. around it and um, yeah it was it was to be fair I think Henry was probably a successful charge to leapfrog against the Lima Rust just purely to leapfrog them forwards away from contesting some of those objectives and getting squads in and amongst them so um yeah it was really tight eventually turned into uh into a win for myself but again brilliant game henry's such a nice lad um really close really enjoyed it he was he was nice to even play next to because i played on the board next to you yeah you were next to us weren't you and um he was just fun to just chat to and, and be next to while he was playing. You know, we were just, yeah. while, while you were doing your shit and Tonka was doing his shit, we were just talking. Fun guy, yeah. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, I know I've met him before, but... Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I should really say nice that the, uh, the Alpha Legion envoy for, for Henry failed two turns in a row to even hit uh, my Lehman <laughs> Ross, before, at which point one of the Grenadier squads just charged him, uh, eventually did a wound to him, at which point he ran away Um I think might have been shot down towards the end of the game by Rogue Plasma, maybe. Oof. Can't quite remember. But yeah, it was um, a brilliant, brilliant game. His envoy just couldn't, I couldn't hurt him, like hitting him on whatever, needing sixes to wound, two up saves. And then finally losing one and running away really did make me chuckle. Bless him. That's, that's like, that's unfortunate because that's such a good weapon in his arsenal is that envoy with his list. Oh yeah, uh, you know, with the melt bombs and everything, but <clears throat> not being able to do anything is a uh, a pain in the dick hole. Yeah, painful. Uh, Mr. Will, second game. Second game, I got to play uh, the lovely Alex. Alex, I am not going to attempt to pronounce what one second name because I only <laughs> cock it up. But play Alex, Alex. F. Alex. Alex C. Shot. Is it C? Alex C. Alex oh. C. I I didn't play um, Alex Flavia Flavia. I played. The other Alex, but anyway, uh, yes. the other Alex, he had a uh, Elysian esque militia army, and surprisingly, he was the only person there that had a Gorgon. Um, yeah, I which Harry changed more. the rules for at the time. Exactly, immediately, yeah. immediately changed that, and I'm going to make it an assault vehicle, and uh, <laughs> which rightly so, I th- I thought it was an assault vehicle. Yeah, it should be. Very strange. It's yeah. fucking open yeah. top. It's literally got an open yeah. top. So Alex has got a beautiful army. Very, very nice. Been working on it during lockdown. Has the Gorgon. He's got a... I can't remember what provinces he, he was running. Off the top of my head, it, it, it might come to me. But everyone was elite Elysians with special weapons and like good armour and mechanised and, and with uh, medics and characters and stuff. And then within the Gorgon, he had uh, he had like orange like kind of like jump coat dudes, which were essentially yeah. like... 
which were the penal legion. So they're like the criminals from his from his law, and they're the ones sent in first. They're the ones sent in to to fight hand to hand, like blade to blade, pistol to pistol, and he put them within the gorgon with his word bearer envoy. And first turn was just like he 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 won the roll off, and was like William, you may go first, sir. And I'm <sighs> thinking something not right here. What's going yeah, on here? That's much. That is yeah. sneaky. Very unusual. <laughs> and he very much was just like, all I care about now is charging you out of the Gorgon. And I was like, <laughs> oh, mama, I'm sure we can arrange that. So I think from the outset, I kind of had the advantage just because I had more long-range weaponry. So I had the rapier laser, the rapier laser destroyers and the, uh, and the Medusas. So I could outshoot his armor and then outshoot him. Yeah. Um, so I like first turn, ran the Ogrins forward, got him up to the center, like eleven odd inches. Everything else kind of moved forward, taking positions. I dropped a few guys, hit a few hole points on the on the Russes and the Gorgon. He did similar, shooting back, killed some mooks, killed two or three of the Ogrins. He actually quite a good shooting phase against the Ogrins. Yeah, and very then, nice. My turn to, I was like, right, now's the time. He's not, he's not going to send let me in charge the him. mooks. Yeah, like he's not going to let me charge him. So I'll let him charge me. Like, yeah, and it'll be yeah, fun, yeah. whatever happens. Yeah. So I ran the battle cattle forward again with the uh, with the envoy and the force commander, and stripped some more hull points here and there. You know, I mean, I think I killed a sentinel of his and killed some more of just his grenadiers that were like holding. Holding elevated positions, raining down fire on the Melosians, <laughs> and then, uh, and then turn to he's like, bam, it's time. Rolls the Gorgon forward six inches. Ramp comes down. The Penal Legion pour out. We call over to <laughs> Harry, who who then rushes over with his sweet SLR cameras, <laughs> taking awesome photos of the of the Penal men coming out, like you know, I mean, dropping rifles and picking up clubs and and shanks and. Went straight in, like twenty of the boys and all the like characters and everything, to the three remaining Maju- uh, um, Ogrins, and uh, the word bearer was like, "Alpha Legion, I choose you. You are destined <laughs> to die in this day." And I was like, "Ah, oh, I'll meet your fight." And he had a power fist, I had a thunder hammer. Surprise, surprise, we both died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who saw that surprise, coming? Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> But it was kind of cool though. It was very like cool and like like thematic. The envoy leading the battle cattle and the word bearer leading like the like twenty thirty like penal legion guys and they started like shanking the cows, like trying to get anything that they can out of them, like sticking a fork here or a shank there, and it, the cows are roaring in defiance. And I think he dropped. I think he killed one and dropped another one down to like one or two wounds, and then the cows were like our turn and started ripping the penal legion apart and they like won combat which was pretty awesome and penal legion were like let's, let's, let's get out of it boys and, <laughs> and tailed and, and ran off and the cows were like whoa whoa we're just gonna we're not gonna chase you down we're just gonna have a little bit of lunch and then we'll kind of see what happens and eat your dead yeah yeah and so like <laughs> In my turn, then they then chased up and then they charged back into what like 10 remaining penal legion and, and killed them off. And 
by that time, I was like on all three objectives, holding the center. We're, sc- we're kind of out shooting each other, but I'm doing more because the Medusas are like raining fire and the Russes are gone at this point. And he's got an Arvis flying in with like some more Grenadiers in, but he wants them to, to go for the Medusas. So they didn't land till like turn four or five. And um, yeah, it was really, really fun actually. It was beautiful. It was a really thematic game. Alex you had a big smile on your face through. the entire time you were playing that game. Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was great. It's just the whole event was like that, though. It was just, it was such, it was so nice properly. to be around everybody as well. And everyone was a gentleman. Everyone was nice. Oh everyone yeah, sixteen to, was like, properly oh, nice blokes. You know, um, and Harry and Callum as well were there. And yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just, oh, I just had such a good time, and that game was great. Um, I was like two or three beers deep at that point so I had a buzz going which was nice um, I was one just, personal yeah. dominoes deep <laughs> <laughs> and yeah ended up securing all three objectives at the end big win for the uh, for the Melosians and, and, we, and, we even, and we even secured our secret objective as well which was very cool, cool. kind of nice well so, it's a good someone did because I sure as yeah. fuck did not yeah on the table next to me carnage also unfolded but it was more of the i like i played tonka as i said like i made the challenge um more for the fact that tonka i played at the greetings event just before lockdown yeah and um i don't remember too much of the game all i remember is having a really fun game like i couldn't i couldn't tell you any of the you know and then he charged this and i did that like i haven't got a clue but I remember just having a laugh with Tonka. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm already having a good time. We'd already secured the doubles match for the end of the day. So yeah. let's yeah. let let's 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 play Tonka and see how this goes. And he deployed his um, meme-worthy army that he memes himself, <laughs> where he's got this urban camo but plays on rock planets all the time. Yeah. Um, which is just <laughs> unfortunate the way that these people make their events. Um, but you know, great theme, great army, stuck with it. It looks great, and we played down. And I just forgot how to play heresy. Genuinely, <laughs> just did, really didn't have a clue. On turn one, I thought my turn one was over in about four minutes because I had nothing to do against him. I had no long range firepower. You know, my strength seven, seven shots against his front thirteen armors did nothing. Um, I tried to take out his heavy bolter rapiers and just didn't do anything. And then. I had a unit, I had a termite full of Volkite guys. They scattered. They were going to come up behind the rapier team in cover and then shoot them. And then I scattered and ended up being right in front of the rapier team. But I still got the heavy bolter team right out in front of the heavy bolter guys. Shot them, did nothing. And then in Tonka's turn, he just removed them through liberal application (laughs) of heavy bolter fire. Just fucking removed my guys. And I thought, I thought, I thought I'd have learned this from the flamer team like last game, but no, just fucking. A third of my infantry just obliterated off the board before I've got to say anything about it. Brutal. Um, it was brutal, but this was the game where the Ogre King made his name because the entire yeah. the entirety of my army just got backhanded by Tonka. Tonka really didn't have to play the game. He really could have tabled me by turn two or three, you know, but didn't because he's a gent. But my Ogre King smashed into his... Uh, like Magos unit with a few of the servitors and stuff. Yeah. 
and called him out on a challenge. The engine seer, yeah, called him out on a challenge, fucking smashed him. And then the overflow of wounds smashed all the servitors and chased them down. Then in my turn, he ran into the termite they came up from and fucking blew that up. Then turned around and made like an 11-inch charge to charge Lehman Russ. And then fuck it. Oh, no, he failed the first time. Then the second time, fucking charged and battered him up. And then made another, and then ran into another squad of grenadiers, fucking smashed them up and made them run away and chase them down. By that point, he was my only model left on the board. <laughs> Everyone else was dead. He had gone full angron and just forgot there was a game to be played, forgot there were objectives. They mattered not. And just ran around being the ogre king. The blood shelf blood. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, at this point, me and Tonka were just talking, you know, rumours on next editions. We were talking State of Heresy. We were talking how good the event was and talking about, you know, we both got engaged since the last time we saw each other. So we are talking about that and all these other things. All the while, attempting to play this game of Heresy that was just fucking madness. I, I, I think a full half of his army didn't even move. Because it just, it just didn't need to. <laughs> didn't need to. It really didn't need to. Like he brought a flyer on, and then shot me with some of it, and then zoomed it off. And I was like, the only reason he zoomed it off is to stop the murder, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the sheer assassinations that were. Um, Showed mercy. This point, it's probably easier just being off the board here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least it's never going to get knocked over. Like keep yeah, it off the yeah. board. So um, that was a resounding, resounding loss. I had. Yeah, my ogre on one on the centre objective, which is the one I actually needed to capture, even though my envoy died in the opening fucking salvo again. I thought and... you were on the wrong objective. You were like, yes, and this, yeah. uh, and yeah. this is where we stand. Because I was supposed to be on, I was supposed it. to be on the ammo dump, and then I made this big song and dance really loudly about how the ogre Ogrim was on the middle objective, holding the centre field, and literally every gun in his army. He was in all four table quarters because of termites and flyers and stuff all pointing at me, all shooting at me. And my two-up save was just, fuck you, Eternal Warrior, get fucked. Yeah, and then I was like, yes, but at least he has the ammo dump. And Tonka was like, that's that one. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, well and truly buggered that whole game up. What a waste of time. Um, but always oh, good to play Tonka. Yeah. yeah, much enjoyment. Yeah, we had, you know, there was a, a few key moments of just slagging off Lee Jaggard, which I had to report back to Lee instantly, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> only for Tonk, only for him to come back and make some comments about Tonka's army. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good times, good times to play him. Um, obviously, on the table behind us was Jamie Fox. Yeah. Um, who was playing the guy who worked there. Oh. I didn't know one of them worked there. Yeah, the guy who I turned up. The, you know the guy who turned up with like a knight for his three K oh, list, yeah. And yeah. then no one would play him because no one would play three K. Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah. But like Jamie Fox tabled him in like two turns. Oh. So yeah, it was merciless. So Jamie Fox came around and just sort of watched our game and just joined in with the banter and stuff, and that was quite fun because um, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had much of a chat to, chance to chat to him historically. So that yeah. was good. Um, but yes, then it was definitely the end of the game. It was over very quickly and it was brutal. And that was a mix of my list is quite soft because it's just a list of the models that I bought when I first bought the army just to try mm. and make work for variety's mm. sake. But realistically, it probably needs to be, you know, honed a little bit and a little bit refined. I need to fold the steel. Start some amendments. 
Yes, yeah, definitely some amendments need to be made. Yeah, and again, that we'll do. I think no, we'll, we'll do another episode one day. We on, could definitely do a segment on that, couldn't we? Yeah, like on on Will's Iron Hands list, my Solar Orcs list, and then your Knights and Militia list. Maybe just do a bit of list tech on it. But definitely need to change some things around the Solar Orcs. But I also definitely need to play the game better. <laughs> and that yes, is something de- deploying four up saves in front of heavy bolters. No. Yeah. <laughs> and and just being like and being like oh we'll try these some Volkite shots against toughness seven oh they didn't do anything obviously <laughs> in cover damn you know. it yeah why you know, why I feel like buffering yeah what was the point yeah so uh, yeah wasted time so after that we had um, not a lot of time to sit around and chill before we moved straight into game three it which was what a game it was and it was the first time I checked my the time. Because someone was, we were well, me and you were both talking about how hungry we were for curry. I was so thinking, excited for the thinking the curry was the at curry. like seven o'clock and it must be almost five. <laughs> and then we checked the time and it was like two. <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck? This time it's like the fucking tired isn't here. So, you know, I had a time to grab a cup of tea, grab a, grab a dry donut from Swords and Boards Hobbies or whatever it's called, and uh, move into turn to game three, which was a doubles of. Um, game or you had the opportunity to play a doubles game yeah. um, you could play a 3k game but only one person bought 3k and he was uh, utterly crestfallen when no one else <laughs> brought 3k to play him Oh, um, him. which was a real shame um, but we ended up playing a doubles event where it was myself and Will versus Giles and the infamous Ollie Mew the award, Steve. The, yeah. the award Hooverer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll have we'll have to touch on that later. Yeah, we'll have to um, touch on that. But his um his army is wonderful for anyone who's seen it. It's beautiful. Yeah, and we'll um, him up on the ground. So our game, they they let's be honest, boys. There isn't much to talk about because essentially what happened was everyone else played a game. The other we two tables each other. The other. The other two tables played a game of heresy. Harry and Callum played Tonker and Jamie, and they had a game of heresy. The other four lads played a game of heresy. Us four sat there and just called each other cunts and nonces. For it took us forty-five minutes to deploy. I think. Yeah, for honestly, about forty-five minutes arguing the toss about half inch here and there. You know, will getting all anal about making sure that every model was two inches apart for blast templates. Yeah, it and, was, then, uh, and then Will nudging time. his Medusas forwards and into the range of my, my <laughs> grenadiers. Like, I measured that, and they were they were thirty six inches away. Yeah, so we had no. And then comes the shooting fine. phase, and oh look, what's in range? What a, what a coincidence! That's, and How then convenient. The big... The big <laughs> sixteen inches up as well. Yeah, Ollie just doing that. Yeah, and then obviously we were able to scout. So we scouted. Um, yeah. So the the point of the mission, we should say this, because it is a good mission. We just it abused it. Yeah, we just. Yeah. The idea of the mission is you have a twelve inch deployment up, like a normal Dawn of War deployment, but in the centre of the board, in a twelve inch radius, so a twenty four inch circle, if you like, yeah. in the centre of the board is a killing field, and then for units that die, for scoring units that die, if your envoy dies, if your envoy kills things, in that killing field is all worth extortionate amounts of vps yeah yeah so the idea was that it's a high value target to be in there killing 
but by being in there, you are also a high value target. What we did is because we were double alpha legion is we were able to move the killing field. Uh, we were able to move it. Inches. Yeah, eight, eight inches each. Because there's two of us, we moved it 16 inches. And we just moved it 16 inches horizontally, which you, you could only move it on the horizontal center line on the board, yeah? We moved it 16 inches t- towards their fucking Medusa carriages and Ogrins and command squads that Ollie had bunked down in some cover. And then between our 3,000 points, we pretty much had... 2,800 points aimed at the killing field, <laughs> murdering Medusa carriages and Ogrins and envoys yeah. alike. And Everyone then we had. Range of the Medusas. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, yeah, murders untold. And then we had one lowly Ogrin king yeah. on, <laughs> on, the, oh. on the other flank. Yeah. Who... Ollie, Ollie shot his demolishers at the Ogrin squad, killed Correct. the rest of the Ogrins, including yeah, the envoy. That bitch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that envoy who never saw it. He never sh- fired a shot in anger. And <laughs> then <laughs> never did anything the... all game. <laughs> the envoy king used up those ablative wounds in those Ogrins and then went through my entire army. <laughs> yeah, he made a. He made a good charge to get into some grenadiers who he made run away. Minced um, them. And then stood there and took grenadiers, Medusas, Lehman Russes to the face Command and survived. Squad. And then yep. sent all the plasma. Yeah. Just took it to the face, uh, survived, ran into the Medusas, made them run off the board because they're obviously deployed in the far corner. Uh, turned around, later. ran into some Lehman Russes, punched them in the arse. <laughs> And yeah, obliterated they detonated them to, immediately. Obliterated them to pieces, and then um, so there were some outflanking sentinels which had come on, but the game had it didn't matter. Its, it was the end game by oh, this it was, point. It was brutal, but so um, much fun. It was it was quality. I think everyone we we burnt each other out abusing each other. Just we were so ready for a, for a curry. After yeah, that, weren't we? that um, once the Ogryn King had, had done, <laughs> had done the evidence, and, and then well, Harry yeah. comes over halfway through and is like, Tom didn't tell me it was Eternal Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Tom didn't tell me that he had two power fists. It's because, <laughs> it's because Harry assumed when I said, Can I make my force commander an Ogryn? Harry forgot that I only have a Solar Orcs army and didn't have a militia army. And he was like, "Oh yeah, your militia force commander can be a fucking ogryn. I don't care because they're dump." But forgot that if you're a solar orcs, you can choose to be eternal warrior. Give him artificer armor. Give him digital lasers. Give him two power fists, one of which is master crafted, and and give him it. And give him like an iron halo, and then a cyber familiar. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Um, <laughs> he was just—he's literally just having Vulcan. He's literally just like having Vulcan running around solo in entire people's armies. <laughs> Six attacks on the charge on freeze with a reroll. <laughs> yes. Two twos to kill Metal. anything. Like. Yeah, it was so good. Ones like, to pen a rust. Like, yeah, it's literally yeah. like don't roll a one, and you've pen- and you've penetrated this rust. It was it was glorious, and I do think I did think um, as I was at work on Monday. I thought if I didn't have the, um, if I'd have brought the demo bots, yeah, how fun would it have been to have been running around the D Blast? It's really expensive demo bots with that Ogre King, with the just, Ogre King, yeah, just yeah. D Blasting people. Not that there were many <laughs> high value targets to D Blast, to be fair, yeah, but to D Blast people off would have been 
hilarious. Magnificent. It was. Truly. It was. Truly, it was it, it was quite the side because, as you said, it was just, right, he's going to kill that squad. They're off. Sweet. Right, he's going to kill that squad. Right, they're off. Cool. Right, what's next? Those Russes have been shooting at me for two turns. Right, they're next. Dead. Bam. Right, right. Oh, Giles brought them, them Sentinels on just to kill him. Right, they're dead. Right, right. See you later. What's left? What's left? Like, uh, uh, You could uh, tell the rate of work because, like, it took dead. my my Volkite squad in a termite coming up in the arse of these Lehman Russes in your deployment yeah. zone, giving a full salvo into the arse of these Lehman Russes, yeah. plus all of the other anti-tank, plus some um, New Orion fucking grenadiers charging them. Uh, it still Melosian. took like two and a half... Sorry, Melosian. It still <laughs> took two and a half turns to kill them. Yeah. But if you just send one Ogre King... <laughs> He'll <laughs> <slap them to laughs> <pieces. laughs> fucking punch them into their component parts. Yeah. Best and, um, 50 extra points you'd ever spend. Yeah, That's literally. Yeah, time. I mean, there is obviously a reason. I said it on the day, but there's obviously a real a re- reason why you cannot make an Ogrin your leader <laughs> in Horus Heresy. Absolutely. And, and, and you certainly can't give him the upgrades of a fucking Solar Orcs yeah. general. Yeah. Yeah, uh, general, quite literally, field marshal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally, field marshal Nibiran, the fucking Ogryn king, and um, he was truly, really wonderful. Uh, was the good. rest of the stuff was was, I mean, a lot died and it was very bloody. Hmm. Like the Alpha Legion envoy ended up killing both other envoys in challenges. Yeah, for like tw- yeah, like twenty five bitch points. Yeah, the power, yeah. the power mold was a yeah. poor choice. <laughs> But it was everything else was overshadowed by the Ogryn King. Like, like I made in, I made in an the amazing event. triple charge to like avoid being shot up even more, which was like a, like a beautiful play. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, who cares about that? Tom's just killed another fucking unit with the Ogryn King. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that, that side's fine. Yeah, yeah like, it's one of those things where when I when I make my next Solar Orcs list for the next event I go to, which is probably probably going to be Brighton Heresy, right? Yeah. That's the earliest one I'm booked in for next year. Okay. And I'll take the Solar Orcs, but yeah. without the Ogryn King, and there's no, there's no Mournival rules, I'm going to run my little, you know, my little caped dude with a Paragon blade in, expect him to do the Lord's work. It's just not gonna <laughs> get Strength fucking four. smashed. Yeah, literally smashed back down. Yeah. Uh, back in your box. Yeah, it's gonna be less than ideal. It really is. But um Great that game. was a very, very good game. It was. It was no really one was. cares about who won or lost that, even though we won. Oh, yeah, we, we um, got crushed. I mean, yeah. You got crushed. Properly yeah. crushed. And again, we... Ollie. Just the funniest bloke in the world. Just didn't give a shit. Oh, it was just all about trolling no. everyone. Yeah, wound me up so Love much. Ollie. Right. Properly. Master just, troll. He really just didn't care, did he? No. Nah. It he was just, he just loves he just loves the hobby as well, doesn't he? Like, he just He it, it's so strange. Oh. He's just in it for like he doesn't care whether he wins or loses, he just wants to have an amazing army. Yeah. Play yeah. it and play a game where he just laughs. But yeah, I think yeah. la- the year before COVID, he played Lee Jaggard at my event on the Sunday mm. morning when everyone else was hanging out of their anus yeah. after that big night out. And like Pete, 
you know, when Pete was like, I have to go and sit in the sun in the fetal position to fucking recover. Yeah. <laughs> and Harry had to fight the tree in the bin. <laughs> Let me lost, in. lost a fight against a wheelie bin and fell into <laughs> someone's front garden. Yeah, <laughs> he, um, yeah I think, um, yeah, Ollie and Lee played a game there where they were both just like, look, we're the only two sober cunts in this room. <laughs> Let's Ollie's let's play a game. Gone home as well, hasn't he? And uh, yeah, had a lovely and... evening with his wife. Lee is Lee can't die. Lee <laughs> Lee is literally a total warrior. <laughs> I was just so... about to say that. <laughs> they were fine, and they had this amazing game where they both were like trying to play, but both just like not really giving a shit. Both really enjoying it. Both marveling each other's armies. And I remember they both walked away from me. You know, we both walked away from that event and said to me privately, that was the best game of heresy I've played in a year. Yeah. And that's what Ollie's all about, man. Of course. Yeah. Just playing those games that don't matter. They matter to the EO and they matter, to, you yeah, know, yeah. in terms of, you know, being involved in the game. But realistically, yeah. five minutes after it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to collect more swag and just throw it into the box of just. Over well, let's, should, should we touch on awards? While let's we're, touch while we're on awards. We, we are we are closing in on our maximum time allowed to be spent on this app, which is good. So, which is good because it is the it is the time of slumber. Um, but the awards were, let's be honest, outstanding. Some of the best, maybe even the best. I because can't think every, of one better. Because everyone got something as well. Yeah. yeah I mean, so to, to fill in for everyone at beautiful. home, everyone got like a, a little uh, picture frame and on the inside of the picture frame was uh, like a certificate to show that you'd been at the muster. Yeah. And it was had a, a wax seal on it. It was done on like oh. a, a really nice bit of paper with some nice transcript. Um, Harry put a post up in the Facebook group though. Uh, a couple of days before the event saying if you know yeah. what your regiment name is put it in the comments so it had the regiment name and, and yeah every it was really nice person did as well yeah everyone every filled that in on. everyone got a personalized a name, one which like is a cohort let, you know yeah, we know this so cool. as as you know we've been to many events so, uh, 60% of the people who go to events have no narrative to their army yeah yes more more than one sentence in their head you know but for 16 players of Militia and Solar Orcs to be like, oh, not only is there like a fluff, but there's a fucking name to my army. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah, it was, it was really It was cool. really good. Yeah, yeah. And it isn't just the Ultramarine 22nd Grand Company or whatever. It's the, it's the, the Malosian Vermingrad of the 200th yeah. Warrior Whippets Company, yeah. a.k.a. Yeah. the Warrior Whippets. And like Alex had his um, uh, the Solar Orcs, either Engine Wards Company, like 242 or whatever. And yeah. Oh, Second was... cohort Saturnine Rams. Yeah, oh, it's just beautiful. It, was so it really nice was, and um... and for Harry and Callum to put them all individually on each of everyone's awards, and then have a wax seal and all the information of the master. Yeah, oh, it was just really good. Very impressive. Very very impressive, and greatly appreciated as well. Of course, definitely. Because obviously that that stuff isn't free. It doesn't materialize overnight by itself. It requires effort. It requires you know um, yeah, yeah. love. Genuinely. They were up late, really late on Friday doing all the wax seals. Yeah, yeah, well, um, yeah, because I've, I mean, I've been doing them for my my wedding invitations earlier on in the year, so I know that they can be absolute bastards to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, they're greatly appreciated. When it comes to the actual painting awards, um, there was best walker, best vehicle unit, best theme, 
best theme and best envoy, I think. Oh, best yeah. theme, yeah. best envoy, and then there was a um, an Fight EO player. pick for favorite army, right? Oh yeah, of course, can't forget that. So well, six awards because there was best sporting as well, wasn't there? Oh yeah, there was a oh, yeah, yeah best sporting or my yeah. sporting or best opponent wasn't there? That, yeah, that best opponent. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah, so, six awards. Best vehicle unit went to Ollie Mew for his outstanding uh, third party Mortian or Mortian, however you want to pronounce it, Lehman Russes, yeah. which are yeah. fucking yeah. monsters. That's They're like so the size good. of Bane blades. Towing um, the Medusas that he's also oh, got in the army. Lovely yep. touch. Yeah. He also won. Best army, I want to say best envoy. No, I don't think no, that was Alex. No, it was that, yeah, it was best army or best, best theme. army or, yeah. or best theme. I think it was best theme as voted by us. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so no, best right. theme. Yeah, yeah. He won. He, so he walked away with yeah. two awards. You know, and he, the thing is, is that he he deserves every award. Yeah, because he is the best sporting. He has the best envoy. He has the best yeah. army. He has the best everything. The only one he didn't deserve was best walker unit because he didn't have any. Yeah, but, thank you very much for not taking a walker unit. I really. But we do way. know who did have the best walker unit, <laughs> and he great. walks among us. Da, 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 da. Yes, I was very pleased to win that. Actually, very pleasantly surprised, and also mm. very thankful to Ollie for not painting any sentinels. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like that when um, whenever I used to go to an event with Rob, and there was yeah. always like a um, like a, a a best traitor. I always feel like, well, I'm glad Rob's playing custodes because now someone's got a chance, and it's <laughs> yeah. usually and it's usually Ollie Moo. So, yeah. oh, there we go. Like, yeah, you go to an all, event and there's not one, one of yeah. like a uh, Rob, uh, or Meadows Miniatures, um, Cy Davies, or Ollie Moo, and you think I might win something. Yeah, yeah. I might Ooh. win. Something. And then you turn around I'm and Matt Cain's randomly entered, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> but, um, the the other the envoy was won by. Alex Flather, is that right? Alex Flather. Yeah. Yeah. And then a wonderful the, man. Many yeah, good chaps. Great guy. Um, and then the. And he also won best sporting. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Best sporting, yeah. Also won yeah. by yeah. Alex. Yeah. And then the organizer's choice was Jamie Cox and his wonderful. Why is that? Yanazars. Yeah. I think that, I mean, obviously, if we, t- if we take into account who the event organizers are, any army that utilizes fantasy bits, Callum's <laughs> going to be all over. Oh, yeah. Yep. Roughing for. He was turgid, that boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love fantasy. It's nice to see an army that is, if we're using our sensible head and shoulders, not the best painted army there, not like <laughs> it hasn't spent loads of money to have all the big shiny toys that stand out at you know, to the eye at three feet away. What he has done is made a 1500 point or 3k or whatever his actual list was that he displayed. I think it's got, I think it's quite a big force. It's, it's massive what he's actually obtained, Mm. but what he showed was just every single model was lovingly crafted. Oh, it's so, such a cool. And he's done it because he loved it. The bits he was using, he's had a theme in his head, fluffing it, you know, fluffy idea. And it was amazing. Yeah, you know, I've, se- I've seen his little enough. van speeder artillery thing. I've seen that floating around the internet for years. It was nice to see it. Yeah, really good see it in person. It's even, it's, yeah, they're, they're even cooler in person, is what I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Even though I voted for his um, partner in crime, 
the other guy from the mutant guys. Tom. His beautiful, powerful, powerful Tom, yeah. His beautiful green sort of traditional Krieg army. Mm. Just as soon as I walked yeah, in the door, really I spotted cool. it and just thought, "That's if if I could, if I could have if I was playing for pink slips, yeah, <laughs> I would have challenged that guy for that army. I would have wanted that army more than I wanted Ollie's army. Yeah, very cool. Alas, it is not Fast and the Furious, so we did not pay no. for pink slips. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> no, because I'd never have an army. Um, <laughs> so that was the end of the awards. That was the end of the awards, and then we uh, we rolled down to Curry House, didn't we? We at ourselves into comas. That was glorious. It was an all you can eat Curry House, ten minutes away from, oh. from Boards and Swords. It was just just glorious. It was busy Front enough to be so that our table could be loud and just be hidden yeah. in the din of conversation. You know, talking about the nerdiest shit. Well, everyone just talking about. I mean, at one point we had conversations flitting between the rumours of the next Heresy edition, which again, we won't, there's no point going into it, but also how bad subcontractors can be in London building estates. <laughs> yes. You know, it was... Not to be relied upon. No, but it was truly and, a wonderful chat. It and was. you told me the absolute horror story of uh, Lord of the Rings, which I still can't get out of my mind. <laughs> what the late is the hour. <laughs> late is the hour <laughs> which which I'm still laughing at now thinking I'm not <laughs> you're t- telling me about the dwarf that turns off magic powers yeah man and, and you're like Gandalf you're not a wizard anymore like, yeah it's true Saruman, it's such <laughs> it's just like it's such a thing uh... Sauron no longer has the one ring so get fucked <laughs> He and he's like the a sixty-five point thing. dwarf or whatever. It's just so yeah. fucked. Um, yeah, so we had a good we had a good chat. We had a very confusing drive to the hotel. Yeah, uh, we went to the wrong Premier Inn. There's there's Which three was... hotels within probably two or three hundred meters, including two different Premier Inns. So it took us probably about forty minutes to get do a, a ten minute journey from the Curry House to the correct hotel, yeah. check in, yeah, and yeah. then meet. Um, so it was. Uh, a couple of us that were in the hotel bar for some drinks. Yeah, yeah well, we met up with the, the wonderful Harry and Callum. Harry's other yeah. half, Anna and Alex, joined us for a few drinks. Came along, yeah. uh, where we were then told that the bar was closing, but we were allowed to stay down there as long as we wanted without being unruly. So we parked three drinks each Yeah, and sat there and discussed Night Allies, White Scars consoles... We had an agenda. That's how seriously we were taking yeah. this. Yeah, we, 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 we didn't stick to it, but uh, we got there, didn't no. we? Late and yeah, we were there for about three hours. I think it was half one we went up to bed, yeah. yeah. Up yeah. on two o'clock. A late one. Staggered up to bed. The most drunk I've been in 18 months after three or four pints of Stella. And then, <laughs> and then a sleepy sleep before yeah. a walky walk back to the car and then a pleasant drive home. Yeah. Courtesy of Giles. You're very welcome. What an event. What an event. What I know an event. We, I know if it was an out of ten, we're gonna rate it a ten out of ten. So I'm let's do so. let's do a let's do a percentage. Is it a hundred percent event? What what can we give to Harry and Callum to say in the next event, this is what we want to see that's a change? So I'm I'm gonna put it on a top three for events. We've got yeah. yeah. I've got top three. I've got a car. 
yeah. Harry's event yeah. and the four-player team event at Warhammer World Word of, Word of the Sigilites, mm. which, was the, which was the only actual narrative event I've ever actually done at Warhammer World that wasn't yeah. just the Red Books. And Fair enough. It, it's there. It's up there. Like, yeah. You can't speak of one without the other and you can't speak of the other without that one. I definitely feel as though it reached... Beautiful. It reached a car levels, right? A car, yeah, yeah. Jungles of a Car being part two in the Rakillian Wars series that Pete Dunn put on under the guise of 30k Frontier, right? The best events in the Heresy community. Yeah. Uh, un- if you went to it, it was it's uncontested that they're the best events you've ever been to. If you didn't go to them, it can't be your best event, obviously, right? Yeah. The reason that a car would always pip it is because it was a weekend. It was two days, yeah. yeah. It was two yeah, days. Was glorious. There was a good night out where everyone went out and got shit faced. <laughs> there was a, you know, and it was it was because it was a weekend. It felt more like a bigger event to me. Yeah. But for a one day event, Harry's would be the best one day event I've ever been to, and it would it be the second best event I've ever been to. In you know, in, yeah, in total, I, it's, I, but I can think for the top of my head. Yeah, I think it would be the best one day event I've been to by far. Mm. By far, yeah, and, and like I say, even even in terms of two days, it's still you know, yeah, takes really, takes silver, really good. you know. Um, so I hope that when we roll around to June next year, and it's two days before my birthday, and we're locking men's into tight close quarters combat again, mm. I hope that there are more players, so that we've got a, uh, oh, yeah. a big a bigger Going pool up to thirty or something would be cool. Wouldn't yeah, it? yeah, take yeah. over the whole venue. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fuck the, I, the gathering lot off. See you later. I hope it's, it's either result. more points with less games. Yeah, I think ha- they could do it Saturday and Sunday, two games each day. Yeah. I'll, I'll be up for that. that. Well, I'll, I'll be up for that. Big, big game on the Saturday as the second game mm. that can spill into four hours long or even mm. five or something mm-hmm. because, because you don't have that extra time after to... Yeah. To play, or you can just like hang out and catch up, play a pickup game if you want, or something like. Yeah, and there's always think, room for that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. always room for that sort of stuff. But it depends what the availability of the venue is like, of course, what of Harry course. and Callum's lives are like. Obviously, they can't yeah. just commit themselves to a week, the whole weekend. You know, both of their jobs require them to be, you know, <laughs> compass mentors on a Monday morning. You know, in and on um, the ball. Yeah, 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 definitely. So I think um, that's my wish list. But at the end of the of what was a really fantastic gateway back into heresy events. Yeah. That's the key takeaway. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we're we're back up and running. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel as though what made it special is that even if we were back up and running from another event and we were six events in, that event would still be a highlight. Mm. It isn't ruby tinted glasses because it was the first event we've been to in 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. It is exceptional. And that is what has made, you know, a whole group chat's worth of players really really hard throbbing throbbing yeah yeah for some more heresy like thinking about it now like like really there was only like five or six of us going that speak Mm. to each other regularly sure but but like as soon as you like rocked up and you 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 played your first game it's like there were just 16 of you like yeah like, well that i mean you're all in it together you, everyone was getting on everyone was bouncing off each other everyone was vibing off each other like you've always it, got no, more in contact with someone sorry more in common with someone at a common, warhammer yeah. event 
than yeah. you do with someone out in the street because you've yeah. naturally decided to come and play this game at this time. Of course. Yeah. So you've always got a common language to talk about. Yeah. And when you've got that, I mean, there's very little animosity in the, in the UK event scene besides sort of Facebook dramas, you know? So once you get yeah, once, once you, all the child stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once you're face to face, everyone gets on. Everyone's yeah. having a laugh. You know, everyone's giving each other a tough time. Everyone's calling each other a nonce. But it's just it's just good natured playing of a game. You know? Mm. And um I think we took back it for to you know, we take be. it for granted. Yeah, it is it is back how it should be. And I hope that next year even if we don't get a rule book next year. I hope we get 12 months of really good events. Yeah. An event a month would be amazing. Yeah, I don't think there's but, anything that's on my radar for January and February. Yeah. Um, but there's yeah. there's March, April, May, June all booked in so far with one a month. March, April, um, yeah, yeah. So Brighton Heresy, whatever is in March. There is something in March. I've forgotten what it is already. Um, April is... is in March, isn't it? You, what, are, we allowed to, are we allowed to say what's in April? They release the date. Well, no, it's not. It's just it's, they haven't released a date yet, but hopefully okay. Greetings is in April. Um, I don't think that's been officially confirmed. It could end up being in November. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Um, but hopefully Greetings is in April. My one is in May. I've got dates yeah. coming back to me, you know, in the next couple of days. Yeah. Harris's, Harris's? <laughs> Harry's and Callum's is booked in for June. June, yeah. And then hopefully I can convince, or someone can convince Sai to do a Spartan Axe in July. When it's warm and we're not all going to die yeah. of dysentery. Um, <laughs> I hear they have a new roof. It could be a new. It could be a new flat. Yeah, but unless Ooh. they've got a, unless they've got a new floor and walls, yeah. <laughs> unless it's and been a, completely refurbished. Thing. Yeah, and so, flushing toilet and a flushing toilet. Yeah, and loo roll in there as well. That'd be um, yeah. It'll be something, but it is still a wonderful venue. And Prime Heresy occurs yeah. there. It really is. Right, boys, we've got. Two and we've a half got, minutes. Yeah, we've not got much time before the app literally throws us off of this new app. So, thank you for joining me tonight to talk about the fall of Damachan, a ten out of ten five star event. Yeah. Thank you to Absolute all three of our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thank Mum. See you. So I've been, I've enjoyed this greatly. Hopefully, you'll be Cheers. hearing more for of our ramblings. Well, I in definitely the very think, near future. I definitely think if we can, we'll try and meet up next week to talk about something that isn't an event. Yep. The week after, to talk about whatever event you're going to, Nathan's event, sponsored yeah, by the Flame Master. Yeah. And uh, just go, fucking go from there, boys. Yeah. Why not? Why we'll not? See where it takes us. Exactly. So that is us, Minch- the Minchling, the Minchling Princhling. <laughs> <laughs> you, can tell us, you can tell us 11 o'clock. The Merchant Princhling podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you later. Lives, Goodbye, boys. friends. Peace out.